Welcome to a Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we quiz Joey from Beer in the City on his London-based events and discuss the importance of diversity within the craft beer community. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. All right, today we are joined by Joey, who is from Beer in the City Guides. Uh, now, we met on the off chance at Werewolf Beer's opening, didn't we? And we just kind of bumped into each other and we were like, oh, you're drinking beer, I'm drinking beer. What do you do? Oh, you've got a podcast? Oh, you do beer tours? That's fun. Maybe we should do a podcast about that. And here we are. So, welcome. Lovely to have you. Um, let us know a little bit about yourself and about Beer in the City Guides, please. Um, I like your recollection of the way that we met. Yeah. Um, that it was like, oh, there was, there was, I was drinking a beer, you were drinking a beer, yeah. our eyes caught, you know, across, <laughs> across the crowded, very, very, very creatively decorated tap yeah. room, I have to say. I was very, exactly. it was, it was, there were talking points everywhere. I feel like it was very easy to, to talk to people because you'd be like, oh, see that. Skeleton like, on a train, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See that zombie, zombie in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a brewery before. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was exciting to meet you and 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 sit down and it was like you know you were sitting there and clearly had a good energy. I was like, I want to I want to talk to people in here um, <laughs> who 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 seem who seem like they they're good people. So I I sort of feel like I sort of disrupted your relaxing evening. Oh no, it was fine. <laughs> Didn't my friend also go? She's a beer influencer. You should talk to her. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she threw you under the bus. Yeah, she does. I would melt. Know, her first, her I would first actually thing. melt. <laughs> yeah, it was, you, you had a bit great. And it made, it, made, it made me, it made me feel like I was in the presence of someone extremely important, which I, which I, of course I was. Not at um, all. <laughs> I'm glad I, I was so glad that I, I didn't end up going in the end because you would have realised very quickly. Oh, she would have hated it. <laughs> I would have ru- I would have ruined that whole like because uh, Joe Joe does give that that air and in, in everything yeah. and then oh me God, I would be like you talking oh about God. I'd be under the I'd be like under the table <laughs> like, oh no I'd be like I'd be like it's great to meet you Joe but there's like this other there's person someone under, under the table, the, under the table. <laughs> if you know if you know them <laughs> she's in your like, area what's going she's like oh. like nudging you out the way with her foot Tori like trying to make you re- right I, I realized like I totally didn't even answer, answer your question about who I am um but I you know reminiscing about good times in breweries yes. is pretty much my favorite thing to do Amazing. in like human history um but anyhow yeah so <laughs> I'm Joey um and I run a project called Beer in the City um it is a quite new project in its current guide has been going around just about a year and a half. Uh, and the goal of the project and the mission is to introduce people to the world of craft beer who might already enjoy drinking beer and drinking other things, but ultimately find craft beer either inaccessible, not so inclusive, or just a bit intimidating in, in some ways. And it's it's funny, um, I saw, I saw uh, there's a cartoonist who I really like who does cartoons in The Guardian, um, and she did one that was about craft beer, and I was and I was re- and I was reading it. And I respect pretty much and love everything she does. And it had these like four boxes, and it was sort of like 
I'm trying to go to a craft beer brewery. Here's my experience kind of thing. And it's like, I sat on some uncomfortable poles. <laughs> I was faced with 300 beers to order. There was a bartender who like, you know, wouldn't explain to me. And it was like this kind of like thing. She was like, essentially painting this picture of her experience that was very negative in, in breweries in total. I, I read that and I was like, wow, that is actually how people either do experience breweries sometimes or how they assume they're going to experience breweries as well. So I was thinking, I, I literally trust everything she does. And now I'm like, wow, there's like a real, there's like an issue here, isn't there? Because A, she's clearly had this experience in at yeah. least one, if not more. Enough that she's doing one of our cartoons about it and other people clearly have this experience too. So I'm thinking, okay, how can I try to be part of busting that myth? And it kind of, it kind of comes from that mindset, essentially. Okay. And I say myth, actually, it was not, it's not necessarily a myth, is it? Because some of them are like... Yeah, yeah. We, went, we went to um, a tap room that's just opened up near me and it was brilliant. But, you know, they had those orange benches that every tap room has <laughs> and i was like oh it's the orange we did we were on the walk in we're like oh it's the orange benches, orange benches. i have to say whoever owns the orange bench company is making an absolute right? killing millions so much <laughs> yeah. so much money <laughs> richest, richest person in the craft beer industry is the owner of the orange bench company yeah. by miles yeah <laughs> every tap room's got the orange benches <laughs> yeah it's like it's like breweries don't want you to have good posture like they want you to have <laughs> Just, future back pain yeah like yeah. does it play into some kind of like you know long game strategy that if we have back pain we think we need to drink more in the future and then we come back and buy more? i don't know i've never kind of know. understood and there's always one bench that you know that there's always one bench that's so wobbly that like <laughs> one like anytime you're sat on it and then like one person gets up off the other mm-hmm. end and you're like whoa <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm on a boat. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> there's always that like one table and, and yeah. bench set. Yeah, that is just. It's normally the one that's that's empty, and you're like, yeah. oh, I can't believe there's a wow, table. I'm so table. excited. <laughs> yeah, free table. You sit there, and the whole thing like flips up and sort of catapults you like a cartoon character. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then you do the immediate look around. Did anyone <laughs> see that happen? Yeah. Okay, you're just yeah. <laughs> shuffle down. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after, after a few drinks, there's always you know the wobbly benches. <laughs> I'm not drunk, I'm not drunk. Yeah, I, I promise it's the it's the bench, it's the orange bench company. <laughs> Damn them. Oh no. That's it. That's what we need to set up like a new company that's just giving out comfortable seating for tap rooms. Yeah, or just like has a small a small back on it. Yeah. I'm 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 you know, I'm I'm like quite a diminutive figure. But so so I sort of like easily sort of fly off these things. I feel like I, I always sort of if I like fall backwards, I, I like get quite a lot of I get quite a lot of airtime, yeah. and it's like extra. It's even it's even worse. And I sort of like, I just want to. What I want to do is just like lean back on a little on a little yeah. thing. It can't be that hard. Um, yeah. I feel like we've we've stumped. We. I hope no one like the, <laughs> if, if the orange bench company people are, are watching or listening. I'm I genuinely that like we need to be careful. Don't we? Because we don't upset. We have ideas. For, we, we have ideas yeah. for you. We have ideas for you. Yeah, just get hold of yeah. us. Business idea. We'll yeah. work yeah. together. It's constructive. Yeah. 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 Right, exactly. yeah. Feedback. Feedback is a gift. Yes. Feedback is a yes. gift. Um, right. Anyway, so that's who I am. I'm a sitter of Orange Ventures, um, and yeah, I think um, it's interesting. I, I tried to think about my own like journey, how how it got to this point as well, and it's sort of that's that's where you always look at people who are who are successful, and you also look at people like myself who are who are not as successful yet. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I want to be able to like understand my own sort of origin story as well. And so I sort of I, I sort of wrote it out 
at one point, like a few a few months ago. And it's quite hard to pinpoint like the the, the actual, and I love the word origin story as well. It's very good, superhero, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it yeah. is very much, yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel like an Avenger. I've never watched Avengers, but I assume they will have very <laughs> yeah, snazzy origin stories. Yeah. I yeah, know. They all is have that, origin stories. Is that bad? Controversial. I think it's controversial, yeah, controversial. but we can, we can let it slide. <laughs> I, I, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll going out the gate. We'll cut that. We'll cut, we'll cut that. We'll cut that from the eventual uh, podcast, right? Yeah, I can cut that. <laughs> um, gosh, um, yeah. no. So, um, so it's interesting. So, so I actually, um, I was, I was listening to to one of your recent uh, interviews with with Echo, uh, and I was really intrigued by um, them talking about the family element. Mm. And hearing them talk about how beer has been in their family for a long time. And I, I thought that was fascinating. And, and interesting, my, my origin story is pretty much the exact opposite. So my parents are both teetotalers. And um, mainly because of culture. My mum's um, a Yemeni Jew and grew up in an environment where like alcohol was just like not a factor. It wasn't a thing. They have a culture that's very much predicated in like Yemen, um, even though they're not Muslim, very much mired in like a um, you know Muslim society where there's there's no drinking. And she, so so spending time with my family growing up, there was no alcohol. There was no alcohol anywhere around the house. Even though within Judaism we drink a lot of wine, mm. this very very disgusting sweet kosher wine that we all have to have at, for at like you know at festivals just to like make sure we're not having too good a time we have like sugar wine <laughs> just to put yourself in check <laughs> yeah just to make this make sure things don't get out of hand and um but but beer is not really part of the culture anyway but it definitely wasn't part of mine growing up and I I actually was one of those really cool kids at secondary school who didn't start drinking till I was actually 18 oh. which again is I, I don't know if that's an admission I should be well technically <laughs> I'm admitting I didn't break the law but it's yeah it's admirable <laughs> Very- very rarely do you have someone that's just like, oh, should I admit that I did not break the law? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. dicey. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, this, uh, this re- rebellious nature that I clearly have. It yes. only kicked in at some some other point. <laughs> no, so um, so it's interesting. Yeah, so I, only, I started drinking late as well in life, and the, at the start, you know, you go to university and everyone's just drinking as as many cheap things as, as they possibly can get their hands on and it's sort of a cost-benefit analysis of what can get me the drunkest the cheapest and the quickest in this like perfect holy trinity yeah. of, of <laughs> cheap quick and and an amount um i'm glad to say those days are long behind me but essentially and this was around sort of 2009 2010 right and there was no the the, the even notion that beer was something that was enjoyable to me was was way away it was just that it was like a functional thing for for socializing in some ways um, and only sort of after that, in I don't know, like 2013, 2014, I, I, I ended up doing a lot of traveling, um, traveling around. And I find myself sort of on a very, you know, on a tight budget and only wanting to drink things I really enjoyed. Sort of like, I'm going to treat myself this evening, something nice. And yes. eventually you start understanding that there are like, I saw, I started understanding there's different kinds of things. So I was in, I was in Colombia in 2014 and they they have this spirit aguardiente there. I've probably pronounced that horribly, but um, join, no, you join uh, the club. I pronounce things terribly. Yeah, also. I try. I do. It's best intentions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So yeah, so we'll, we'll go with that aguardiente, and um, and it's very strong and very potent. And and 
I think it's you know, at least 40%, if not more. And I, I sort of, you know, I didn't really want to have that as my sort of like, you know, drink of choice going through. And I stumbled on the first day on something, I think it was called, it was Bogota Beer Company. It was BBC. And I thought, oh, that's, that's, a, um, that's a sign because it's my first day here and BBC reminds me of home. And so I walked in and had a beer and I remember it like specifically. And it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And now, now I look back, I, I believe it was a a four percent pale ale. Okay. That that had no special <laughs> yeah. sort of like features to it at all. But at the time, I was like, "What is this flavor?" <laughs> I, mean, I think it was like citra hops or something. I don't know. Yeah. And and it blew my mind. And it, you know, you like you you always remember like your first drink kind of thing, and it's like oh like this. Um, and then I made it like my mission throughout my trip there to try and find like amazing craft beer. Now Colombia is not known as like a hub of craft beer. Um, and there's there's a reason for that, which is that I, I pretty much failed to find good beer the rest of the trip. <laughs> so but I sort of had this like one moment in my mind. And so so it's not like I went off and like discovered like the craft beer scene yeah. in Colombia because in 2014 <laughs> they didn't exist. And so and so I ended up like coming back to England and being like, I wonder if I can find beers that taste like that one. And it turns out I could. And um and and you know, 2014, what was the beer scene like here in 2014? It was it was it was much smaller. Much more than, than today, and yeah, yeah. I was say, it's difficult to say because so I moved to the UK in 2013, and I think when I first moved, I was mainly drinking ciders, I think, except for the occasional uh going to you know Brewdog, like you would see punk IPAs. Every I think everyone knows, I know the controversy side of Brewdog, like everyone knows, like that's a lot of people's gateway into craft yeah. beer and. To be fair, I was drinking craft beer before I moved to the country, but it was like sort of rediscovering it over here. And I think a lot of like that whole first year was ciders and the occasional punk IPA or going to a brew dog and trying what they had. Um, but other than that, I don't think it was like as accessible as far as from my awareness anyways in 2014. In about 2014, what was I doing? I think I'd just come back. It, I think we were starting to get more stuff. Um, certainly not as big as it is now. But um, I think at that point, I before that, I'd been buying mostly just beer in the supermarket. And then around about that time, I was like, oh, there are shops that I can get this. Like little, little independent bottle shops had things. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there's European beers and things from... <laughs> places like that I was like well that's a bit interesting like it was we were starting to bloom I think around about that time mm, yeah I so so that makes a lot of sense as well because I because I keep thinking to myself did I stumble across it at the time it happened to be blowing up or is my journey kind of unique and I think actually I'm, I'm one of many people um who who think oh well it's console but I, I discovered it kind of early or uh, well I think it's that's just because when it kind of did actually start yeah yeah. So that's that's why we all kind of discovered it around then in some ways. Yeah. But I, I know what you're saying about Brewdog as well. Um, yeah, controversy aside, yeah, that that, that is a gateway. And I, I'm, I I can think of the fact that they they those bars were like popping up all around the country, weren't they? Yeah. Around around then as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think Joe and I were talking about it, and we were sort of talking about like um, you'd go into a Brewdog, and a lot of the times they'd have the local like they'd have yeah. more local craft breweries as the guest beers or mm. they'd have like breweries that you maybe hadn't like heard of and you're like oh what's this like I know um one of the first times I think I was 
buying wild weather i think was inside yeah, uh, a brew dog they had it on I and had i was like i think i saw the label and i was like that's a really cool looking label and that's a really interesting sounding beer it was a sour of some sort i think and i was like that's a very interesting beer and then i got it and then i realized like yeah they're quite literally just down down the road from me um and and yeah so i think that was like a gateway in the sense of punk ipa being a gateway into like ipas and and that whole scene in general but also the fact that their bars were offering these guest beers of craft beer that you were like oh i've never tried these people i've never heard of them before now let me go and see what else and then you start looking at them and then what they have to offer and what places around them have to offer yeah yeah definitely. yeah yeah it's it's uh, i'm trying to think brutal i mean it's amazing so i mean i mean I was I was gonna I was gonna mention this later. So I so I one one way that I realised how much I then had sort of only wanted this type of beer was it's really and it's related to Brewdog and their sort of like general expansion. It was I went to live in Turkey. I was working for a humanitarian aid organisation and I went to live in uh, in Istanbul for about two and a half years, 2015. And what happened was, and the beer in Turkey is is atrocious this stuff it's like it's fs and FS. i remember i used to be very excited FS. it's fs and there's another company bomonti as well which is basically exactly the same and it's it's perfect beer for being freezing cold on the beach when it's really really hot <laughs> and in all other yeah. circumstances it's diabolical but the, the issue is that istanbul is only hot like four months of the year it's not that hot like it's it snowed both well, all three winters i was there like insane snowstorms you don't want like that beer doesn't work yeah. in like that part of the country essentially so while i was there i found managed to find the one kind of international supermarket that had like things from outside and every couple of months they'd randomly have like three bottles of um of, i think it was dead pony club like one yeah. of the, old, the brood yeah, on the yeah, lighter yeah, bit yeah, yeah. yeah and i'd go in and 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 i'd buy all three and they'd be 10 times the price yeah. probably of all the other stuff. And I'd have them and I'd, st- I'd store them in my fridge for like, you know, a special occasion kind of thing. And it was funny. They sort of knew me sort of by the end because I was constantly <laughs> going in and be like, do you have any more of the brood dog beers? <laughs> they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, I literally gave him my phone number. And I said, you have to message me because I'm not having anyone else buy these beers. Like, I, only I want them. And, yeah. and, and I'd go in so there's only one left. And I'm like, chef you, you let somebody else buy it. <laughs> chef I thought I thought we had something, mate. And he's like, "Bonus, bonus, dead pony guy." <laughs> he's yeah. just like, every time it comes out, dead pony guy. <laughs> dead, yeah, dead, dead pony guy. Yeah. Um, but the, the issue I the issue I then had was like was the stockpiling. I think we I don't know. I, th- I feel like we've all kind of been there when you're very into something as a hobby. You're in a stockpiling, yeah. and then you sort of never end up drinking them. And I remember yeah. my yeah. final final couple of days ever in Istanbul before I moved back here to to England. And um, my fridge had just like six brew dog beers in it, like still just sitting there, each of which I paid, I reckon, at least a tenner for. Wow. And I was like in, in like Turkish era. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what I meant to like do with, with these because I could, I could just drink them, but I don't, I don't want to get like absolutely wasted like on my, on my final day. <laughs> but on the other hand, like I paid a lot of money for them. So, so I sort of, I decided I was going to wrap them in, in bubble wrap and try and bring them in the, in the suitcase. Um, and on arriving back to England, they all, they all made it. They all made the journey. But I reckon it was about three hours before I went into a shop here and literally see the same exact beer for obviously about £1.20 or yeah. something, like £1.50. I was like, this 
seconds is seconds. <laughs> I was gonna say I probably would have walked in and been like, "Well, shit," and then yeah. I would just like walk back out again. Like, this feels so much worse than if I just like given them to friends. But it's like yeah. you know, sometimes some people would you know come over to my house or I'd go to something and be like, "Well." I wasn't going to bring my beer to like a house party. Yeah. That's like, you know, you don't bring the best stuff. I love how no. Tony Pony Club was the absolute like <laughs> creme de la creme of beer for me in, for like yeah. two and a half years. And then come over and I'd be like, oh, um, do you want a beer? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. And I'd have like my FS beers. <laughs> yeah, the sharing beers. And yeah. Give them the <laughs> Yeah. Let me offer you one of these. <laughs> and I'd have, yeah, and I'd have my Pony Club. And like, what's that you're drinking? And I'm like, oh, um, it's just like a different one. They're like, oh, like, do you have any more of those? I've never seen her. Like, nah, I just no. think it's the last. I think this is the last one, actually. They're like, I think they, oh, they're like thirty of them in your fridge. I'm like, no, those. No. You must have. That must have been something else. I think saw. it would be even better if when you went for your second beer, you're like, oh, do you want another drink? And they're like, yeah, yeah, please. And then you grabbed another one. He's like, I thought that was the last one. You're like, it was. Yeah. This, this <laughs> is. And then I found it. Yeah. I can't really know that one. one. It's crazy. <laughs> That was the problem. I could never have more than one because I'd be busted because they'd know that I, I wasn't sharing the ones that I still had. So I was, so I was sort of sipping it very slowly, like enjoying every single, yeah. every single morsel yeah. of the Dead Pony Club. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd actually, I'd actually pretty much forgotten about, about Dead Pony Club in, in Turkey being... So it, was, it was quite a big deal for me, though, just to be able to get my hands on something familiar. And by that point, it had become this kind of like beacon of home. And, yeah. Oh, oh, look, I mean, it was, it was quite hard while I was there. Like there was, there was a lot of like turmoil going on in the country. Mm-hmm. And it was like this, this feeling of home in some way, this feeling of like reassurance, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think in that, in some ways that also like deepened my, this sounds, this sounds so wanky. I'm going to say it, it sort of deepened my connection to, to how beer can, can be such a positive contributing factor yeah. in like, you know, cultural awareness in some ways. And um, when I got back, things just got like a little, little out of hand with like, wanting to explore the world of craft beer like so much more um I got I was in the trip to Berlin just with some friends and um one of them she had um she had untapped on her phone and I'd never heard of it and she and the other guy were like uh, Laura and Mike and they were like oh um you should get this thing like then you can just like see all the beers you drank and I was like that's <laughs> funny they're like, yeah, you'll never forget one that you drank again and you'll know like which ones you like. I'm like, that's such a good idea. Cut to like six months later and I'm like, gotta catch them all. You know, <laughs> gotta get like, all, the, feel like. all the badges. <laughs> gotta get all the badges. Yeah. Literally, like going full, full 11-year-old me Pokemon oh. cards levels of of unhealthy yeah. obsession with, with, yeah. with getting as many, you know. And um, <laughs> it's funny, yeah, yesterday we were at... Um, we were at a little like brewery kind of crawl with with a couple of friends who don't who don't have untapped. And I was set, I was telling them, oh, you should they get this. They're like, how do you know which beers to drink and which ones? And well, there's this app. I said, well, it's it's loved and it's hated. I'd say it's yeah. it's it's much maligned, but ultimately, if used well, yes. is a very powerful tool to aid your beer experience. They were saying, okay, that sounds unnecessarily cryptic. <laughs> It like, is, wow. there is a lot of ins and outs of it it yeah. is it depends on who you ask because like I can totally see all viewpoints of it and it is how specifically you use it and I mean I, I know I think Joe we've heard conversation we've had it with other people before as well yeah. about how uh using untapped for you like I think a lot of us as users tend to use it just for us but there's so much um 
there's so much attention put on what a score is of something or you know how what the actual feedback is that it can actually have real consequences on a brewery if it gets you know less than certain amounts or if things aren't being you know put in or a beer is uh oxidized and it's being on there you know there's a lot of real world implications and and costs that can that can happen to a brewery if they don't get a good review so i can understand their viewpoint on why a brewery might not love untapped as much as a user is using it for their own personal experience yeah i i actually think that's like like that is just like so true I've, I've never heard anyone say something about untapped actually that's that, as lucid as what you just said there Tori like <laughs> it's no seriously it's like the, the the concept that ultimately this is a game to most people yeah but like this is people's like livelihoods that we're kind of playing with and it, it is there, there is a sort of ethical challenge there isn't there and it's, it is an interesting is an interesting one so I mean something that I found myself doing in the last couple of years since I've been working really heavily with breweries here in London is um because I because I do use untapped I'll I'll admit it I use untapped yeah. um and we do and, and too. I use it it's, it's really yes I was going to say I was my big my my question for you two was do you do you use it as well yeah, yeah I do. I use it yeah. I mean to be fair though but I'm like you my the way I use it has changed over the yeah. last two years more specifically because I think since the start of the pandemic when I'm actually more because everything's been forced online and you're engaging more directly with um, breweries brewers all that and you can hear their side of it of how it impacts them um like I definitely used to use it in a way of like I've had this beer and um first like for the style it might be really good but like I don't personally like it so I would be like yeah not for me or something and I might rate lower than what it deserves because I'm like I want to remember if I see that again that I actually really didn't like that for my personal like taste and I was so disconnected from the fact that like the brewery is gonna like the brewery is gonna see this other people are gonna see this in a way that it impacts them and I think like after having seen the feedback from breweries and having those conversations directly now if something if I manage to I I mean you talked about stockpiling beers and everything like that as if it's a thing of the past I mean for me it's still probably the present because I'm like I really want that and I don't want to miss out on it but sometimes I don't get around to drinking it until after the best before date so if I'm drinking it even if I like it and it's past its best before date I won't rate it or if it's I'll just check it in so I know I've had it um if it's something that I've really enjoyed but I can't remember it fully because maybe it was like the fifth sixth like high percentage beer of the night and I'm like yeah by that point I don't remember what it I don't fully remember I just won't rate it because I don't think it's fair um so that's kind of how the evolution of how I used untapped has changed Joe I don't know if you've sort of like yeah I feel the same like there were times like you know I can go back through some of mine and you know I had a lager and I was like, I don't like lagers, one. <laughs> but actually, it was a really good lager. Like, I'd, like, I'll have revisited it and been like, what are you talking about? That's actually a really good lager, you idiot. Like, so, you know, it's definitely Meanwhile, changed. Meanwhile, it's like sometimes. Heineken. Heineken, like, four stars. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, so there's definitely, like, if you go back in my... Because I've been on there since 2012, so there's a lot on there from me. But um, I did, yeah, and I, I will go through times where i won't check in for ages and then we'll want to like use the stats <laughs> so i'll be like i'm gonna check in like tw- 200 beers so yeah it's don't look at the dates on mine <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> be like, you have a big night that night, Joe. And there's one like, guy, day drinking, like <laughs> everyone will be like, are you day drinking? And I'm like, oh no, I just no. have some downtime. It's my yeah, lunch break. Just, yeah. so I'm, just, I'm just chucking in. Checking and there's like, in. I think he stopped. No, but there was one guy that follows me who every time I would do like a big chunk would be like, you had a heavy night. I'm like just catching up on my check-ins and then like the next day you had a heavy night and I'm like no I'm just checking catching up on my check-ins like it was funny the first time but now we've done it 15 times and it's not so funny but thanks I feel like that's the equivalent of when you go to a shop and someone rings in something and it doesn't ring it it doesn't scan and then like the guy's like oh I guess that means it's free you're like the the first time you hear it you're like oh it's a joke and then the seventh time you hear like guess it's free you're like it is not free it is never gonna be free (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's so funny it's funny yeah it's yeah there's 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 definitely an irony there and I and 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 Tori I take a similar similar approach to you with the um if there's a beer actually that I that I don't even really like I normally just won't rate it anymore um if there's a beer like so I only ever the lowest I rate is is probably 3.5 yeah, which nice. i think is about the average yeah. um it, what i wish they had and this is my big appeal I'm, I'm assuming they're listening to this yes of course they are. this is the <laughs> this is the best beer podcast out there and they are in the Thank beer you. business so if they're not yes. then they should be um, <laughs> is, <like> it. <laughs> yeah yeah um, but the thing i wish they had was the ability to check things in in like private mode so yeah. only i can see it it doesn't contribute to the global rating and therefore I can yeah. use it for the purposes that I think it's powerful for without actually like damaging someone's business yeah. essentially I think that's like the key the key thing that I would change and it sort of surprises me that because the, res- the response to untapped is becoming more I think what we're kind of discussing especially from within the industry that they haven't tried something I'm I'm saying this as if making an app and making an app do things is really easy I have really absolutely easy. no idea how to code I imagine making an app is very difficult though I think they have enough money to figure it out but still I'm like just like make a new feature how hard can it be just like get some of the code t- changed or something are you guys but, um, on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no it's funny so so one of the things that I do with beer the, actually the, the, the sort of beer in the city genesis which I'm going to use instead of origin story to make it even more biblical. Oh, nice. um, I like is, it. Yeah, is that, yeah. Um, I'm Jewish, so I can throw in all these like random, like the biblical references and it seems to make sense in my head and everyone else is like, what are you what talking you about? <laughs> um, but the sort of the genesis of Beer in the City was, was actually um, about writing guides. It wasn't ever meant to be in the events, to be honest. That wasn't, that wasn't the goal at the beginning. The goal was to write guides um, for people to access craft beer. So the same, uh, the same mission, but it's really about the, the written word. And um, and as you can tell, I, I like to talk and, and I like to write. And I write in the same way that I, that I talk. And one of the first things I wrote was sort of like the Joey decode to untapped. It was it's basically saying, here's how you can use this really, really well. I mean, step one is like download the app. <laughs> step two is like rate a bit. But then it kind of like it explains that. Then there's like ways that you can kind of get into it and what it all kind of means. And people get very obsessed with it. And then I've got this kind of, the threshold and where you use it is is yours to figure out and everyone rates in a different way and sort of it's up to you and I think the, the thing that I've tried to say is don't the, the ratings that you see are massively skewed by like three key factors the first one is alcohol volume any beer that is over six six and a half percent automatically is like you know a 10 15 percent higher than the same beer would have been like you know so it's like every time yeah. so my my rule is if i see if i see something and it's and it's nine percent i use six percent as my kind of baseline and so if nine percent 
I think that then it's overinflated by like two, like 0.3 or 0.4. And then there's like the other direction happens as well, which is like with lower ABV beers get a really bad rep <clears throat> on untapped. So you have to also like adjust for that. And the second thing is like when there's like a hype beer or a hype brewer, you know, like the sort of shiny Charizard kind of beers. <laughs> people are just going to yeah. be like, this is amazing because yeah. they paid 12 pounds for it. Um, and they probably are really good, these beers. But it's not like, you know, you need to get hung up on them. And then the final thing is sunny, you know, you see these ratings. It's like American, like five, best beer ever. And it's like, mm. <laughs> and then, but they, this time they were having a heavy night. And it's the fact that they were wasted when they checked it in. Yeah. Well, and every it's situational, beer isn't it? It's situational. Yeah. If I'm having a Heineken on a boat in Amsterdam, like literally... <laughs> <laughs> going by like the Heineken brewery, the brewery or something that like that and I'm yeah. having like, sunny I'm with my friends we're having a really good day I might be like yeah like four stars if I'm just having it in a pub somewhere it's a bit shit outside and everything yeah. you're like meh it's just a Heineken isn't it like it's it's so situational in that sense yeah. like that could definitely inflate your ratings as well is the situation which you're drinking those beers whether you're pissed or whether you're actually out having like the best time ever and suddenly the beer tastes better yeah it's so true I mean it's like psychology probably is linked to our taste buds I feel like Joe you probably know stuff about this you're <laughs> you're like the Cicerone expert I, I don't know how that works but I imagine like if you're having a good time things taste better it's, there's probably some biology yeah, or so. science to that I'm sure there is yeah so. but it's definitely any beer in the sunshine on a boat in a European city is automatically going to be like 100 stars yeah, like, yeah. Preach, yeah. Preach, <laughs> best, yeah. Best, best, beer, <laughs> best beer ever yes. um yeah um yeah very good um the the it's the, the the thing I was just like thinking about as you were as you were mentioning like the boat and the beer in the boat is also like these like other cities and like finding good beer in those places and it's I found it interesting I because I continue to be able to travel for work which is not related to beer whatsoever um and it's that when I I find that when I am able to go away and I think okay often I'm on my own or I'm meeting partners in these different cities around the world. Uh, and in the evenings, I'll be free and available. And, you know, I'll go for a meal on my own. I, I find eating on my own quite, quite challenging. I don't like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm very extrovert. I don't like having meals alone. There's something, lunch I can handle. Dinner, dinner on my own. I, I find, I find it like, like a, str- a sort of psychological struggle. Um, but I'll do it because I need to eat food to live <laughs> but then i'll like to go for a beer and i think there's something about like going into a bar or a pub when you're a bitch on your own which is it's marginally more acceptable than it's considered here when you're at home but it's not quite the same as going into a brewery on your own and i think the thing that i love about breweries and joe it's like you know basically the way we met i rocked up to werewolf completely on my own yeah i'm not sure i'd have done that if it was like a cool like cocktail bar or something right. like that i think it's more yeah you know, these breweries and the environment that is created a lot of the time is is one where socializing and being sociable is is not just permissible but in fact it's actually invited and i think that's really really powerful and i find that there's a commonality in these spaces worldwide where you're able to talk to the brewer or the owner or the person serving the beer behind the bar and they're just up for conversation because normally people in breweries are not just, you know, 18-year-olds doing it to earn a bit of cash on the side, but it's people who are really actually passionate about beer who are could, can also be 18, um, <laughs> but not younger. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, and, and, and you automatically have something to talk to them about yeah. because you're passionate about beer too. And I think, like, 
It sounds obvious, but it's it's the differentiation for me of why a brewery is an environment that I that I want to champion more so than let's say a craft beer bar or pub, which are also great. But the brewery world, I think, is is fascinating. The tap room world is like fascinating to me. Um, and so so that's also something that I'm trying to you know. So we, I talked about that cartoon strip earlier, and um, the, the the notion that therefore this sort of gone round in, in a circle now is that people find those spaces intimidating or difficult to engage with it frustrates me because they but not the people who find it difficult don't frustrate me the fact that the breweries create environments that are like, because they don't have to be like that yeah. every yeah. brewery can be this inclusive open space because there are ones that do that and there's no reason why all of them shouldn't be like that and for me again it's that's about doing that and and, and trying to like improve the experience of other people so that they can benefit from it in the way that I perceive myself to have over the last, you know, five, seven years. Yeah, so. I think I think it can just be it can be quite intimidating. Like there's definitely like you need to have those like uh, starter level breweries that you go in. And then maybe there's like, you know, not 30 tap lines. There's like six. And it's a little bit more like um, bright and more like something that you're I don't know something that's a bit less intimidating to walk into and like I think there are breweries that you walk into and once you know what you're looking for and you know uh what to expect from certain beers and certain environments and and you are more comfortable walking in places like by yourself for example that can make some of those really intimidating spaces less intimidating but you can't get to that level until you sort of have that confidence so it's like if you can take somebody in and like you know with your tours or something you can take somebody into a space and be like this is not an intimidating space this is why it's not an intimidating space you might give that person the confidence to go someplace else that maybe they wouldn't have gone to on their own because they would have felt like oh it's too intimidating for me to go in there I don't know what I like and I don't know I don't know the questions to ask and you bringing someone in and being like okay when you go and you want to try to figure out what you want here's the things that you are okay to ask and then they'll be Sorry. like, oh, cool. <laughs> you, you just gave me this idea. Okay, so firstly, I want to just check my privilege by in terms of also being a man and going into the spaces <laughs> on my own. It's obviously a very different experience as someone who's not a man. So I want to just check, check that mm-hmm. very, very clearly. And you just gave me this like amazing idea that 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 you that you should do potentially, which is thinking about <clears throat> writing. Maybe this exists, and, and I, I don't know about it. But but if it doesn't, then it then it could. Is is a guide specifically for for women? who um in terms of breweries that that are like you know gateways and these these are ones where you could start if you're a woman who often wants to go and drink on on your own in a brewery here are some spaces where it is that that i tori or joe have experienced and can sort of speak from my own experience that feel inclusive and safe for a woman on her own or in in a a pair or whatever Um, and and actually like create that guide for for people to actually actively try to to you know achieve that goal yeah I think what my head was at was not even so much about coming from like a female perspective either I think it was just coming from like an overall you drink beer and you're sort of you know let's go back to that punk IPA reference like you're at that punk IPA end of the spectrum where like you know that you don't really enjoy calling and Heineken and all that and you enjoy punk IPA when you go out to a bar um 
but you don't really know like how to like you want to progress on but craft beer as a whole I mean it can be quite intimidating it's not intimidating for us because we have that experience with it we know what we like we know what we don't like we're you know we're adventurous people we like to try new things and some people might be afraid to try those things and they might not even think to go to a brewery to try beer because in their mind like the normal place to go is to a pub or to a or to just a bar and have beer and they're not running into these beers somewhere else and I think let's be real like the image that's projected out there is very much like a no offense meant here but like a bearded male (laughs) environment it can be very like people think like oh even when it comes to men like if I'm not like uh, a hipstery dude wearing my flannel and having a beard like oh I can't go in there I'll get looked at in the same way that you know I I would, you know, my thought is like, oh, the corner, the local pub on the corner of the road, like, I don't look like the people that I tend to associate with, you know, a local pub. Like, if I walk in there, I'm going to get looked at. So I think my thought process wasn't even so much just about being like a woman walking in and being intimidated. I think it's just like anyone that's not yet in the craft world wanting to get in but not knowing how to make that first start like you could definitely do something where you create a guide for like entry level of like here's etiquette of like (laughs) it sounds so stupid but like here's like etiquette we're like it's okay to ask for a sample before you order something and like maybe don't order a pint of something that you're not sure if you like or don't be afraid to ask questions and here's the things that you maybe want to try to like I think you've done it you've done like sort of a a rough guide of like beer on your website I had a look at that I thought it was quite clever the way you were like it's it's like it's like this but more like that and I thought that was really clever and doing something that ties into that could be really helpful to make it a like less intimidating for people when they go into those spaces but I think you're right like you could easily do one for you know women non-binary people like LGBTQ like spaces that are conventionally um you know less than the majority historically that have gone in these spaces and where can these people feel safe to go like you could I mean it could easily be a a thing like that so yeah I mean I think I think think between the three of us we've come up with the next thing that beer in the city needs to do I mean so so the you you mentioned the style guide so yeah I have a style guide for anyone who wants to order a beer or a brewery without it being really stressful experience that's literally what it's called it's it's people were like you know can't you have a snappier name I'm like no because that that is what exactly it is but for word that is that is what this is it is a guide for people who want to order a beer at a brewery without having a stressful experience right and as you said it's like I go through pretty much every style that you might see on a thing and this is I've been called out on it, not in a really negative way, but in like a sort of funny way by people who are like BJCP judges and Cicero and they're like, this is absolute like carnage. You know that, right? And I'm like, that's the point is I'm writing in language that like that that my mum would understand. Yeah. Like, like I'm thinking of like as her, she as the, the most extreme level of like has never tried a beer basically in her life. I mean, it, it tends to explain. So she went, although <laughs> that actually a lie. I saw her um earlier and she told me that yesterday she had um, met with some friends and they, they like to drink and she doesn't drink. And one of them had brought her a non-alcoholic beer. It was a Bex oh. Blue. Oh, and okay. She, she, they brought her two and yeah. she'd never tried it. And she, and she, and she said to me, she said, it's quite, it's actually quite refreshing, isn't it? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think that's why people like, like yeah. it. I think that's why people like them, mum. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. She was like, quite refreshing. She was like, well, she was like, if you, 
They gave me two, but I didn't really want the second one. So I brought it. So if you, if you want it, you can have it. I was like, that's really sweet of you. I will totally take that. And then what I will do is on my way out of the house, because I, 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 live, I live separately to, to her, um, I will throw it in the bin. Um, <laughs> but she won't know. She won't know. <laughs> and that's she fine. She, won't she thinks that I'm going to drink the Vex Blue. <laughs> and I'm like, um, what hops does it have in it? Kind of thing. And it's like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think, don't think anyone knows. Um, but yeah, no, so it's 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 funny. And so I'm I'm looking at people like like my mother who 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 has no access to, to beer or understanding of it. And what what can she read that will actually like make sense, will compute in terms of like this feels like this or is like this, and it's all just comparisons. And so it, it was also like quite fun to write. You try to be like, what does this taste like if I didn't know anything about beer at all? That I've never tasted like a Saison, for example. And the Saison right. thing I go on about, hey for yeah. a long time it's like a paragraph about hay um and like eating bales of hay and uh yeah i'm probably upset a few people with it but i don't care um, i think no but i think it's brilliant because like how many times have you had that non-craft friend that's like i really like guinness what do you recommend and like your guide is like if you like guinness it's like it's sort of like that but yeah. different sort of a different but like maybe there's more coffee in yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so those those sorts of things are like. So, I like what you're saying about. So, that's obviously like in terms of what you can drink. And so, what you're saying is, maybe we should do a guide. Um, we should. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, you, you realize. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. this is I was going to say, like, I'm. The, I'm yeah, we would be up for that. <laughs> if you finish listening to the Echo episode, you listen to anything else, I just go like, here's an idea, just go with it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. feel free. You don't even have to collab with it. You can just take it for yourself. That is fine. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, what you were saying about your mum as well, like there's going to be other people that either don't like to drink, um, but there's so many more also like on alcohol or low alcohol breweries popping up as well. I've been experimenting with myself and I'm not really... I, I, very much I'm not a person that's going to switch to non-alcohol but I like to try it just to be like is there anything that I think convincingly tastes like beer you could do a guide as well to like you know no and low alcohol breweries because there are quite a few yeah no, <laughs> it's, it's accessible it's... for people that are the designated driver or something that is actually a very good idea. I have to say, I um, my my I the, these ideas are really good, and I'm like, I need to just like do them, and I'm like, pick my brain I'm, later. Like, trying, pick my keep, brain I keep, later. I keep, I keep, yeah, yeah. I keep. I've got like a whole long list of art. I've got so many drafts that I still haven't published because yeah. So so because I got like a site. Huh? Is that your life? Yeah. Welcome, yeah, welcome, to, my welcome life. to our lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I did this last about a year ago. Um, just every year ago. Um. It was sort of the end of sort of middle of March last year, so it was really like the sort of coming towards the end of the final lockdown, and it was I was really scrapping, scrapping for things to do in my house, and I decided I was going to do a guide to um, the best pale ales you can buy from the supermarket. But nice. I thought instead of I thought you know what instead of um, instead of just writing it, I'm gonna I'm gonna I've got loads of time on my hands, and I'm gonna I'm gonna record it. It's gonna be like a cool like YouTube video and. Yep. And so, so, so I so I set it all up, and I bought my ten supermarket pale ales, all like independent and craft ones, and sort of tried to write my script. I would say it took me about four hours in total to get through them. I had to re-record loads of bits. I was very drunk by the end, and and then and then the next and then I was like, I'm too tired to edit this. The next day, I had to look through it, and I was like, this is absolute garbage. Like every like. It is like absolutely unusable. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I thought in the moment it felt really like I was doing a really good job, but I don't yeah. have that much experience. Like I haven't made a YouTube video before. I was like, this is so, <laughs> this is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. 
trying to edit it just to salvage anything. Literally, like, after about, again, another three or four hours of that, I, I just gave up. Well and now I have this, like, folder on my Google Drive that's just, like, videos of me drinking pale and being like, hmm, supermarkets, huh? And it's like, it's, it's, I, I want to use it because I spent so much time on it. Yeah. But, but like, but it's, it's like actively unwatchable. <laughs> in, in my only like that, but, ooh, <laughs> supermarkets, eh? I like, don't know what I'm talking about. I like, I don't like, it's like, I don't know what happened to me during it. I think like, I don't like looking at myself. Like whenever I um, do Zoom calls, I had to turn myself view off. And, um, and I'm sort of like, so I'm like, what, but what am I going on about? I just like, it, it was so poorly planned and executed. And so, yeah, so I have this, so I have this payout video that someday, someone will find I'll, a way I'll, to salvage yeah, it, don't I'll, worry. I'll, yeah, I'll release we'll come it. Up with it's, it's, it's just, it's so bad. So, so I realized that wasn't quite what I wanted to do, but I did like talking about it. And so what happened was I sort of, you know, when we were in lockdown and it was just, it was quite challenging without being able to go out and socialize and things like that and bring people together in a, in a room. And the, the job that I had prior to, to working in nonprofit was, um, I was a tour guide, a London tour guide, a walking tour guide. Uh, and I had a bunch of different like niche themed tours and they were meant to be educational and quite, the themes were quite specific and it used to get quite interesting crowds on them. But I think the the, the unique selling point was their specificity. So there was no like, everyone, oh, I want, did you do Jack the Ripper? You cannot imagine the amount of times I've had that question in my like the question people ask me the most in my life did you do Jack the Ripper tours no I didn't do Jack the Ripper every single tour in London is a Jack the Ripper tour so that's exactly what I'm not going to do so I used to do these tours and I, and I was thinking how can I do something again to like bring people together and, and do that sort of thing and um I was sort of like daydreaming at one point about a year ago so so just after Pale video gate um and and I was like maybe I can maybe I can do like a like a pub quiz I, I quite like quizzes um I get I would say inappropriately competitive okay to the point that there's definitely like a pub or two that exists in London that I'm <laughs> face banned on it like not yeah, allowed I'm not, I'm not allowed, welcome not back allowed. at um, the, I'm welcome quiz. at the pub but I'm not welcome back at the pub quiz specifically <laughs> Um, like he's a great guy, but if you get him on the pub quizzes, that is, it like, it's it, a no-go. It, un it unlocks a part of my brain that that is that is not meant to ever come out. I don't know what it is. I just like I just I it's yeah, your I version so, of limitless. Yeah, kind of. And it's and it's less about like needing to win. It's more about like fairness. And right. I think like if I if I feel like I haven't won because I didn't do as well as everyone else, then I'm okay with it. But if I feel if I feel wronged in any way by an answer, like I'm somebody's like, like somebody like you know in the corner they had their phone out yeah, or something like that, and you're like, I mean that's not fair. They blatantly were googling. <laughs> I cannot deal with that at all. It's like my red line in my life. I'm I'm quite like a calm human. Like I very rarely get like irate in any way, other than pub quizzes seem to seem to do something to me so I had to retire from participating in them but what I realized is potentially I could re-enjoy pub quizzes by being the quiz master nice. so I um so I wandered down to this was things that just opened up last June I think June July went down to my local ground here it's the Rosen Crown uh pub um and I mean that could I could be anywhere I mean that's literally like the fifth most popular pub name <laughs> you can't find me listeners of the podcast because I could be literally anywhere yeah because there's a Rosen Crown around the corner everywhere. um <laughs> so so I around and I said oh I know you used to have a pub quiz here um someone had mentioned it um I'm just curious if like you're thinking of running again they were like oh, maybe and I was like well I I can do I can I can do pub quizzes. 
and they're like, oh, do you like Ron Pogba's? And in my head, I'm like, yes, I do. And I'm like, I do now. Um, <laughs> and they were like, great. They were like, great. Well, well, let's well, let's let's do it. And I said, great, let's try it out. And so I thought, okay, how can I like make this a little bit more like creative? And it just again, it like it like took me on this little journey for the next few weeks where I just thought, okay, I'm gonna like bring in elements from quizzes of my past that I have enjoyed. Yeah. And try and curate this like environment of again inclusivity atmosphere kind of thing. But this was at just this pub. So it's a craft beer pub. So it's like old fashioned vibe, but all the beers are like independent craft breweries. So that's one of the appeals of it as well. So I decided to call it the craft beer pub quiz. I made a poster for it on MS Paint. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah. Rock and roll. The OG. Um, the OG. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and when it did it, and it was it was a it was a massive success. It was it was really good. I think like people were just excited to be back in a pub doing a quiz. Yeah. And I thought, okay, but well, I think I can actually make this better and, and do more with this whole like sort of thing. And at this point, I had the writing and um, a very talented artist friend who had drawn these like graphics. I'm like trying to show off my t-shirt, but my camera angle is like. I, I was going to say it's on yeah. your website as well, which yeah, we're going to link cool. to anyways. And it's, so, yeah, absolutely it's, really, it's absolutely everywhere. It. This picture, yeah, he's he's an amazing artist and. Um, and and made these graphics um, for the brand and uh, and I love them and so then I thought okay I can do more with this so what I, what I did is I is I whipped up a proposal document and then put all of my kind of like tour guiding expertise into it and thought of everything that I've done ever before that has been really super fun and tried to like create this you know what this is, experience is going to be and then I sent it to like I don't know 10 12 different breweries around London be like I'd love to come in and do this so about half of them responded now now how did I choose the brewery? So this is sort of linked to what we were talking about before. I'm trying yeah, to sorry, about- let me just time out. So I did, we did discuss questions beforehand. So if, you, <laughs> if people are like, how did you know what she was going to ask? Just FYI. Carol, yeah. I thought I'd preempt that. So it's because you were like, it's links into this. And I was thinking like, if someone goes, how did he know that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's because it's because we discussed one, but that was yeah, I, I was like, was that before we were yeah, it was, it was before we hit record. Yeah, Carry before on. we hit record. Yeah, so that makes no sense to anyone. Um but it was it was but related also to how do you pick the breweries? <laughs> I wonder if you have any questions for me about how I pick the breweries. Oh, yeah, we would love exactly. to hear. I was going to ask. We would love actually. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, um, yeah. I um, but it is also linked actually to what we were talking about just just now in terms of gateway breweries and ones that are more inclusive and spaces for people who maybe aren't as into beer. So I call it the craft beer pub quiz, uh, and it's sort of like a, it's meant to be more of an experience. But ultimately, at heart, it's a pub quiz. But there's like mm-hmm. a lot more going on, and it's sort of developed and changed over the last few months uh, as we've gone. Like it's sort of evolved, I'd say, um, and. I approached really breweries that in London, number one, that I like, I like the beer of, and and two, the ones that I thought, actually, this is the kind of place that people who aren't, wouldn't normally come to a brewery should come. Um, so, so I'm thinking about like places. So I, I'll give you an example of, of, the, of the first one pretty much that got back to us was, was, was Exhale in Black Horse Road. And this is, I think, the kind of brewery which has the brewery, you know, this aesthetic, you know, the big tanks and the kind of tall ceiling, kind of warehousey feel, and has great beer, and oh, yeah. has an environment that I think generally adds to people's like sort of who don't know much about beer or haven't been to a brewery before, and it's quite a sort of a welcoming environment. And so I thought that that would be a good one. They they were really up for it, and so yeah, we've we've done a few there now um um because it it, it it always goes really well and what i find is you get 
about normally about let's say like 40 or so people come to each each quiz right at every single at every place i don't i've done it now i think 25 times across about 12 or 13 different um breweries and you normally get any each team of people there'll be one maximum two craft beer nerds and then everyone else is just like their friend who was convinced to come to the <laughs> to the brewery for the first time yeah because there was an event there <laughs> And so, you know, people and a pub quiz is is familiar and it's relatable. Even though what I try to do is a little bit different, and adds there's like a round where we like say limericks, and there's like a there's like a few other like odd bits and pieces going on. It's not just questions, but um, most people who come have never been to a brewery before, or have never really drank craft beer before. They're just with a friend who has, and this is their moment to actually, and they, people come up to me at the end of every single one. That was amazing. I didn't realize like you could do that in a brewery or like, well, so this beer is incredible. Like I didn't know beer could like taste like this kind of thing. And that's joy to my ears. Cause that's, that's ultimately amazing. what the point of it is. It's meant to be an entertaining night for people. It's meant to, and, it, and the questions, there are, there's one round about craft beer to satiate <laughs> the nerds <laughs> who have come. Fair. You need to satiate the nerds because they're the ones ultimately. We appreciate that. They're bringing people to you. Bringing people <laughs> in, and then you have all the other rounds. And often I'll start with the beer round, and you'll see there's teams who will get like nine out of ten, and teams who will get like one out of ten. And they'll be like, "This is too hard." I'm like, "Don't worry, like it will it will switch round yeah. in like two rounds." Not none of it. The rest of it's about beer. I come around. I reassure the teams who I know are are feeling a bit anxious. Cause I like to get to know everyone who comes. So I always, I, you know, I wander around, I talk to each table, I sit down with them and say, oh, how did you hear about this? Or like, have you been here before? Or, you know, like that kind of thing, like what beers are you drinking? Can I recommend anything? Like I saw people often end up thinking that I'm a member of staff at the brewery yeah. for that night and they can't believe that I'm, that I'm not. And I'm like, I don't know if that's like a good thing or not, but um, it's positive. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's a good thing with balance, isn't it? And, and I try and go around and get to know people and, and we have, uh, you know, people come back all, all the time, you know, I, I guess now start seeing the same people at, at different ones and stuff, uh, which is, which is good because it's wonderful. I've made, I've even made some new friends from it and stuff. On the other hand, it means I have to continually write more and more <laughs> challenging quizzes and I write it all myself. <laughs> I, I enjoy writing quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. A couple of times I've accidentally um, selected questions that I've wrote that I've used before and some, then someone's been there and they'll be like, oh, we've had that one. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, like, their memories. If you waited like right. a few months and did it, I would like, uh, I, I wouldn't even remember. remember. Yeah, I, I like, don't remember that I've asked the question before, yeah. but they'll, 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 they'll come up and be like, you asked that question about the Trappist breweries last time. And I, of course I did. Like, do <laughs> <laughs> that. They, should, they should just not tell me and do really well in the quiz. Right, right. <laughs> that's very like, honest. That is yeah, that's very really honest. honest. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, so, I, was gonna, um, I was gonna ask you like how much knowledge did you actually have to have about beer because like like going through the website it was like oh it's these beer themed like quizzes interactive sort of beer themed quizzes and I was like oh how much do you actually have to know so that's quite um, if anyone's listening to this that's like I would really like this and I'd really enjoy this event but the people I would go with are not craft beer nerds to that same level because let's face it if you're listening to us and you've made it this far you probably probably are a craft probably beer person. You're probably not just like or my mum. <laughs> <You're, laughs> you are either a craft beer nerd or my mum. Not my husband. And, uh, yeah, not my husband either. So that's no, fine. They don't listen. Um, but at that point, it's like you could kind of know that at least there's one there's one place that it's like you can get your fill and 
you know that the other person's going to have a good time? Because it sounds like, you know, you've had really positive feedback and, and they're having a really good time. How far in advance do you have to plan these quizzes out? Like, what is your schedule of like how far you plan them out in advance? Yeah, great question as well. And, and, I, and I really I really want to double down on what you said just before there as well. Like it, it is meant to be for people who sort of don't know anything about craft beer as much as it is for people who know about it. And it's, and it's like, I'd like to think it takes the boxes. And the real feedback is that the breweries ask me back, right? It's like, okay, if they if they want me to come back, it means it's it's gone well, and that people come again and again. That also means it's going well, right? So you're sort of people are voting with their feet a little bit with this, um, and have no one turned up, or people were like, "This doesn't really work." I, I would have probably just stopped, but now it's it's getting out of hand. Like I'm way I'm over capacity. Like I get breweries reaching out to me to ask me to do it, and I'm I'm one guy, and I think you know people say, "Well, maybe you should like find other people to do it," and you you become like the big quiz, um, you know. Brand. In, in London I think that ultimately is something that I'd that be like a vision for like in one year what would this look like it would be it would be that right um I, I also like have a day job <laughs> I was gonna ask you because yeah, you, you alluded to it a few times <laughs> yeah. you know what what actually is your day because you've not actually said it or- it's, as much as you can say how, how what is your day job so so i so it's i'm in between like a few different jobs basically i'm sort of i i work with like different types of communities to try and like build like community around Europe and uh, and and here in the UK, often with university students to oh, help wow. them engage with um, local cultures when they go to like study abroad or travel abroad. Okay. Uh, and then I also do a lot of um, facilitation. So I um, lecture for like a business school uh, called Joel wow. about communication skills and community building skills, mostly for people who are looking to uh, change a job or upskill. Um, so I was a lecturer on the government like Kickstarter program, which was getting people from the, uh, you know, backgrounds who wanted to upskill or change career and I was helping train them specifically in communication skills and uh, and, and yeah and community building and stuff like that so so I get to do a lot of that which is why I used to get to travel quite a lot as well um because I'd go and do it in different in different places I was in Berlin last week doing something similar like a group of 18 year olds who were on like a kind of gap year program looking for like sort of cultural awareness kind of program and um I, they I got to do uh, a whole day workshop on communication skills and then I got to have a whole next day they were like do you want us to fly you back to England like that night I'm like I think I'm gonna have like another 24 hours here where where there's only one thing on my agenda and it's and it's beer yeah um, Perfect. <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's kind of why that's kind of what I do and it is it's not actually that miles away from like the whole beer like the way I engage with beer in terms of like trying to it's all about education for me and like um, trying to trying to help people engage with topics more uh, when when they have been unable to um, and and it's linked sort of to what you asked to your actual question and I'm I'm a tangent freak I just can't go right. off on tangents um, but about like how often like how how far in advance I write the quizzes because I write it all myself and to be honest like it's it's when I can essentially and I have like a, a whole like array of questions I've written and I'll like sort of mix and match them to try and get a good flow and balance and then yeah I come up with things I've got um. Uh, a guy who does like all my printing and things like that and he's like really invested in beer in the city he like does not really understand like what is going on because <laughs> I, I just like randomly pop into his printing shop and I'm, he's like here's your like your posters and he's like, I'm like why don't you come to one Chris he must be in his like 70s or something and um and he just has this like little little tiny little shop and um and he and he he he's just 
he just wants it to succeed like so much and he's just like oh like how we do it how was the quiz you know how are we doing and i'm like oh chris you're so part of beer in the city now like <laughs> you, you'll never come to one of the events and you don't really know what the point of it is but you do all this printing and you're just like really supportive and he's like <laughs> you know he's just like a really really good person and it's just like you know doing this project has enabled me also to like have these encounters with people and like build relationships with individuals that otherwise like I probably wouldn't because if I did printing I'd just do one of those big online corporations but I'm, yeah. I'm trying to the whole point of this is about trying to independent business so I try to do that with everything I do with beer in the city so there's another component of the quiz which is it's, I would say I I'm quite self-deprecating there's one thing I will congratulate myself on is this aspect of the quiz which is the prizes yeah so every every team gets a prize and the prizes are all purchased from charity shops. And what I do is like every, every week before I, before a quiz, I'll, cause it's normally about once a week that I do them. Um, I'll go down to the charity shops on the specific, on the high street. There's four of them. There's shelter, British Heart Foundation, Oxfam, and um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and, and Katika. And I go in and I look for, the most ridiculous items I can possibly find. I'm talking books about stuff that you wouldn't even know existed from like the Victorian ages. I'm talking about like egg cups and like weird phone cases. Anything I can find that is the weirdest item. And the best part of it is that I don't have to go and, and pay for all of them. <laughs> Put down in front of them this array of like completely unrelated items that 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 I'm seeing I think they're surprised anyone wants to buy any of them yeah. at all you need and to then, slip a poster to them <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, you could be the winner of one of these yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> Just... they don't, sometimes I feel the need to qualify myself when I'm buying a particularly like there was a book of um, erotic food recipes or something like that and I felt the need I did see I did see the person like glancing I was like oh it's not for me not for me. Oh, does that make it better though? You're like, oh, it's not for yeah, me. I, don't, I, don't know, I promise. I think you should just just say nothing. Confident, like meet eye to eye confidently, pay for your items, and then you just strut out. I think yeah. you just strut out with confidence. But yes, this is my erotic food book. Yes. And I will enjoy you. every and my egg cups and my phone case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna record myself making it and using the egg cups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's uh, it's always it's always it's always a funny thing. It's like it's quite a mission for me. Like to, to like, what's the weirdest thing I can find in the charity yeah. shop each time? I love that. So the, so the fun part of it is, so then the entry money that people pay for, like two quid or whatever for the quiz, is essentially reinvested back in the charity shop. So there's this like very small, very light touch charitable giving component as well. But again, That's I could really I could cool. get the prize from anywhere. But it's just like I thought this is actually like you know it ticks another box in some ways, um, and it's not it's not a big deal. You know, it's a few quid here and there. But um, I think it, you're being very self deprecating there because I think that is a big deal. Like I think like there's a lot of people that would just be like, yeah, I take your money and it goes to me or whatever else. It's the fact like you are reinvesting that in a charity shop, and I think that is worth taking a moment to be like that's a really cool thing and I don't think I've heard anybody else do something similar yeah. like that and it's really really cool like the second you were like before you even said I didn't even connect the dots about two quid gets paid and you put it back to the charity shop the second you were like I look for the weirdest thing in a charity shop 
that is my brand of humor 100 percent. so i was like that is so cool like that is that's like me and my family you have like christmas swap and we're like who can get the weirdest thing for someone and like that's amazing let's just find like weird lawn ornaments and stuff like that that is my brand of humor but then when you were like yeah so really it's me taking that money that's the entry fee and putting it back into your charity shop and then you're like it's not that big of a deal like to me that is quite actually a big deal and I think that's really really cool so sorry sorry to interject just needed to say that you, this is your this is your this is your podcast I'm sorry we're here no, to I, talk I, to you <laughs> and I'm like hang on a minute I have something to <laughs> you say apologize for talking on your own show um I um no I mean but it's I mean it's also really really fun thank you for those words by the way but and and you know it's, I mean, it's, and it's funny like I at the beginning of each quiz I lay, lay all the prizes out on, on on the bar or like on a side thing and I'm like yeah. by the way it's like the the prize kind of like <laughs> array and people come past and they're like what on earth all those items are like oh you'll see um but it's nice every time every team gets to gets to have a prize basically which is nice sometimes um you'll see a little bickering within oh. a team about which prize to which take so, wait we don't get a prize each and like, I'm not made of money two quid entry guys yeah but I'm like you don't get a prize each prize <laughs> per team and sometimes you'll see you'll see a team there's a bit of that I've been getting along fine all night and then when it comes to choosing which prize there's been I think there's been some friendships lost because of the prize maybe you need to like choice. suggest you, if yeah. you can't figure out amongst yourselves rock paper scissors shoot for yeah. it like, <laughs> Yeah, and, um, <laughs> one one funny tr- thing I always find in the charity for some reason they always have. In, I think it's shelter. Someone must donate these regularly. But there's these there are these glasses like cups. They are they are they are this big. They are the world's smallest like glasses I've ever seen. You could put maybe five milliliters or something in them, but they're like these. But they're not. They're like not, they're like wine glasses, but they're they're like imagine if you shrunk a wine glass, basically as yeah. small as you possibly could. That's the there. So I, I always buy all of them when I see them, and they're the trophies. Yeah, so the trophies nice. are like the world's smallest glasses, and I give I give them out. Um, so, the, so the winning the winning team gets the trophy, and then, and then yeah, there's normally like a, a bar tab that the brewery you know provides, or you know something like that, a round of drinks for the for the winning team. But I think once once people, not too many people are there for the prizes. The other thing like. I don't want the prize to be like a hundred pounds or five hundred pounds. Like people then take it a bit too seriously. Like yeah. this is for fun. Yeah. We're meant to be messing around here. Like the whole thing is absurdly lighthearted. Um, and yeah, like ultimately that that prize element is sort of like is the brand of like style of humor. And you know, I try to add a bit, it's a bit stand up y and things like that. Um, <laughs> but I do it the, the, the fact people enjoy it is what it was it what fuels me to do it. Um, I appreciate that you're like it's all a bit of fun it's meant to be light-hearted and about 10 minutes ago you were like so basically there's probably places I can't go back into to compete so would you say that you're creating an environment that deters people like you <laughs> from being too serious this has turned into a, a, a very useful therapy, therapy session, session for my yeah. for my pub Good. for my pub quiz problems are you feeling um, a lot of like are you feel a lot of things about yourself yeah. how does that make you yeah. feel I'm like I'm essentially attempting to deter anyone like me from from going anywhere near it <laughs> by, by placing myself in the center, but as far away from it as possible. Yeah. So so no. So it's been great. Uh, we've got a few coming up um, this month. Um, depending on when this goes out, um, I think that there'll be Friendship Adventure down in Brixton is towards the end of May. And we have the Rose and Crown um, in Kentish Town, which is the first Tuesday of every month. But um, it's all on the website and stuff, so people people can click the link and see. I keep it updated, like so people know when the quizzes. Oh, um, yeah, so 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 they're a lot of fun. 
Um, so I think, yeah. you do the pub quizzes, but I know uh, you actually do more than pub quizzes, don't you? Because you've done like a, a boat cruise recently, didn't you? Like, I think that's just passed, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was last week. Um, it was uh, sorry, no, wow, it was 10 days ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the irony of this, um, and I think we did mislead people slightly, but it didn't matter, is that the, the barge didn't move. <laughs> Okay. Right. So the bar, it was it was it was on a barge. It was on yeah. a boat, but the, the boat was stationary. <laughs> and I think I, I, because I knew that, it hadn't occurred to me that other people might not think that. So we got there, and people were like, oh, like they came running. The, the last two came. They're like, oh, I, we're so. They were like five minutes late, and they were like, we're so sorry. Um, I, I was so glad you waited for us. I was like, yeah, we're gonna start the quiz in a minute. He was like, yeah, but really, obviously, you didn't want to miss like the boat leaving. And I'm like, oh, the, <laughs> the boat's not the going boat, anywhere. That doesn't go anywhere. The boat is not moving. I'm not doing a quiz on a moving boat. <laughs> like, that's way too much going on. It was hard enough as it was. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was. It was. A, we tried to challenge ourselves. I am um, so Dorothy, the owner of the boat Zenya. Um, and the, the name of the boat it, like needs to be said at like all times. I've realised if okay. you own a boat, I can you can offend a boat owner quite a lot if you don't constantly refer to the name of their boat. Um, so she she came to one of my quizzes. Um, and liked it a lot, and has sat the London Barge Company, which is which is an awesome uh, sort of new new company that she's she's sort of dreamt up, and she has this incredible, incredible, incredible boat. I mean, it is stunning um, and huge for a barge. Um, so the, we had thirty people in there, which fit quite snugly, but still well. And um, we brought in beer um, from three breweries that that I like working with a lot. We had beer from um, from Exhale. I was mentioning from Aura, who are the Italians up in Tottenham. Yeah. Great beer, very creative flavors. Yeah, uh, and from someone called Jiddler's Tipple, who's a guy called um, called Jacob, and he he brews at different places. And um, and his beer is really it's low alcohol, so it's three point eight, but it tastes like really there's a lot of flavor to it. And so it was also we were trying to get like a good array of beers and a good a good uh, diversity of beers in there. Um, and um, it was really it was it was really successful. It was really really good. It was it was. Um, a lot more experiential than some of the others because I had everyone in sort of a captive audience, right? So it wasn't like we were at a brewery where there's like yeah. a bit more going on. People, everyone was there specifically for the event. So we did a lot more. There was sensory tasting stuff. I mean, it, not, oh, not nice. in the sort of like professional way like you do, Joe. It was like yeah. a, it was like a bl- blindfold yourself in the, your hoodie. And, <laughs> Brilliant. So if we're going to say who's end of the spectrum, like that was on between me and Joe, it was like me, like my end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that. I, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, yeah, it was uh, definitely. Um, that sounds super uh, fun. Yeah, it was. It, it was amazing. It was. It was. It was a really amazing night. And I think. I think we probably will do it again at some point in the future. Um, I think both of us really enjoyed it. And I think um, it was. It was cool. We did. We did some other like new beer games that we like came up with. And again, it's not. It's not drinking games though. Like, there's never. This is the thing. I want. Like, I want us also to say like, there's nothing at the quiz or the events that is ever about like downing your drink or like getting drunk or whatever like that does not exist there and i'm like really anti that um it's it's very much about like beer as a concept and as an enjoyment thing and sometimes people come to the brew the the things and don't drink at all and which is literally totally fine there's no there's no need to drink as part of it with those like tasting rounds normally it's like someone on the team has to do it but there's never something that like forces anyone to drink at all like we never go anywhere near anything like that um so i think that's really problematic so i think like Again, we try. We try to create spe- the space is meant to be very inclusive. It's meant to make sure everyone there is enjoying themselves. And like I say, I I try to sit down and actually get to know. Like in the middle of rounds, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should probably get on with this quiz. But I've been chit chatting to people, like you know, in 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 the break. And so you know, the the goal for me is is 
like I say, like it's, it's that social element of it and that building of a community, even if it's just for like two hours on a boat, right? Everyone there like remembers that now and like, you know, they felt like part of something. I think that's what the goal of it like is at every single place. Uh, and that's why we found, I think, so much success with it. And um, I have, like I say, some, some friends who are very supportive uh, who, who pop along sometimes as well. I've got a few, called in a few favours for ones where um, it's looked like less people were going to turn up. And actually, I've normally been wrong. And, and they've, other than one, I think they've all been totally, full, nearly completely full. But sometimes I'll be very nervous that no one's going to show up. And I'll like message someone and I'll be like, this is the one you have to come to. They're like, do I have to? And I'm like, you have yes. to be there. I need a couple more tables. And then I'll get there. Like, Are joking? There's like 50 people here. I'm like, well, I didn't know there was going to be 50. I was very, very anxious. I've never done it this brewery before. I thought it was going to be like, you know, two people. Yeah. They're like, why would only be two people here? And I'm like, I don't know. I jump to the worst conclusions all the time. So yeah, they've only they've they've all been they've all been they've all been really good. So um, it, yeah, except what one was like, there was a bit of the Omicron thing was just starting, and it was. We yeah we, we ended up doing it we we ended up doing it and and it, no one no one got COVID from it fortunately but um otherwise yeah it's been um it's been it's been a fun ride um and and it's something that I like yeah I'm just thinking how I can like continue to expand it and try to like be a positive impact within this because as I sort of mentioned I'm like not from within this industry like I taught people oh like how long have you been brewing for oh how long have you been in the beer industry I'm like not really who I am like I I, I sort of like popped up here out of nowhere I think people are struggling to like place me a little bit they're like wait because because I have a beard (laughs) so So why aren't you brewing beer like you're you're brewing the beer obviously (laughs) obviously (laughs) you must have you must be doing this for years. I'm like, no, not really. But I mean, like, I, 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 I can't, I can't help but have a beard. It's literally my ethnicity demands <laughs> demands it of me. I, I've had a beard since I was like eight. Like, it's, it's important. Like, I, I have it to like. It's not, but it's help. It helps me fit in. But like, you know, it's like interesting. It's an interesting thing. So people, people always like place me as well. They're like, oh, he must do that, or he must. And I've obviously I've started brewing beer um, as a lockdown. You know, in lockdown, everyone started doing something with yeast. Yeah, it was uh, bread, brewing sourdough. You were so right, though. No, you were so right. Yeast just—it was like the winner of lockdown was yeast. Yeah, and the QR code. Nothing had a better, better hand sanitizer and hand sanitizer. Don't forget. But yeast. Everyone started doing some yeast, so I went with brewing beer, and I thought, you know, I also don't want to be. I don't criticize beer. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend I can analyze and assess beer if I don't know how to make it myself. So we started brewing beer in the kitchen and stuff like that. And that's also like quite therapeutic. I'm a terrible chef. Awful, awful, awful. Like it's it's diabolical. In fact, it's it's shameful. But my brewing is is is, is going okay. I'm not sure the difference, but um, of, of why one's so bad and one's not terrible. Um, and I just won my first um, gold medal in a brewing competition. Very exciting for a Vienna. Yeah, I was very, I was Amazing. very, I felt very vindicated. My partner, she was like, oh, I guess it was worth something. She's like, what was the prize? I was like, it was the little, little rosette. She's like, yeah, but like, how much did you win? And I was like, what do you mean? The little rosette. <laughs> the glory. I, like, gold, I got the glory of gold. coming first. I got the rosette. She's like, yeah, but it wasn't like an actual prize. I'm like, I, well, they, they gave me some nice socks and like, uh, <laughs> there's a pair of socks and like a, and, and a packet of yeast and she's like what what is the point of that i'm like no but the rosette where i like wore it for like a week i like I mean, to think you were going to yeah. like work meetings and you were like <clears throat> i was oh i was yeah. oh 
I, I wore it at all times, even when it made no sense at all. <laughs> What's uh, that? Yeah, You're so like, oh, it. oh, this is? Oh, I don't, I forget I have it on sometimes. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. But, <laughs> What's that? What's this that doing now? This now? is so embarrassing. Oh, yeah, God. Someone must have pinned it to me while I was. Someone pinned this to me when I wasn't wasn't concentrating. Like, um, but yeah, no, it's been fun, and, and the, the the homebrewing community has been has been quite an intriguing thing to, to open up. And Joe, I know that like, you and I were chatting about that werewolf, yeah. weren't we? Um, there's um, there's an event in the, there's a big competition happening um, in the middle of May I think it's May fourteenth or fifteenth at Hamilton um, that I they they asked me to help with sort of partnerships for it and trying to talk to people about different breweries about like you know how they wanted to interact with that competition and it's been quite fascinating also um, trying to like see what this home brewing kind of scene is like something that is very I guess I wasn't surprised but I was a bit disappointed like the lack of representation in it in every single possible way. Um, and and I find that the meetings I've gone to are actually very 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 kind. Like everyone's very nice. Everyone's everyone's. In fact, everyone is is lovely. What I would say is I don't know how I feel walking in there as a woman. To be honest, there are there are very few. And you know, Joe, one of the things that I was saying to you at Wealth as well that like we were talking, I was like, I really want you to come and be a judge at the event because there literally just needs to be more women judges, and there's like no reason for there not to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's and it and it really the the environments that I've worked in prior to beer are very are very diverse. Uh, I would say, like like the nonprofit space that I work in is is you know is is very diverse, very inclusive. And I think the beer thing, I was a bit like that's that's like I was I wasn't I don't know, but I wasn't really expecting it. Um, and so, like, it's it's I mean, it's really exciting that you're that you're coming to 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 judge yes. at that um, yes, I event. Am have signed up to judge at that that event i'm excited for it um yeah filling out the form was a little bit of a challenge i think and i wonder well, if that... i don't know i haven't yeah. seen it yeah so i filled out the form and i think like i think it would be good I, I i actually spoke to troy about this when i was filling it in and i think one of the things i'd like to chat to like organize whoever's there organizers whoever about is that form and whether it's that's like the standard just the standard form because even I as someone like you know I've I'm a certified beer server but that wasn't actually on the list of qualifications and you know then it was like you are qualified to do this and I was like am I <laughs> and like you couldn't say no and I was like oh I don't know if I can feel this in and I went like yeah, I am I mean I can taste beer <laughs> so I probably can you, judge I mean, it you've judged to be yeah. fair, you've judged before in, in yeah. competition in like you know real ale competitions. So, so give yourself yeah. a credit, like you've you've done that before. Yeah, I have. But yeah, what's, I the, have what's that criteria that. of what ticks that box? Right. That I'm yeah. So I think that I think a little bit of that is you don't looking at forms like that. You don't know if you're qualified to do it, but you know mm. I, I filled it in, and apparently I am. So. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I mean, you, de- so you definitely, you definitely are. You definitely are. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's you know. I, but I, yeah, it's a side of it I don't really understand either yeah. that, that well. And, and like I said, I'm starting to learn about it. And like I say, it's it's such a lovely, welcoming community. Or I, I have found it to be welcoming personally. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, it's interesting. And I, I, I guess like I, I don't know why it's it's not more sort of like why, why more women aren't there. Like I, I like I. Yeah. I and this is probably quite ignorant of me to kind of say it, to say it like this as a man, but that's the thing. I like I I, I don't I don't really understand it. And so this is also something that it's like they said, oh, can you volunteer and help with the partnerships on this? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I think like something that we we get a couple of guest tap lines 
on and I think Joe I reached out to you like we want to make sure we get at least one if not more yeah. than one like women-owned breweries to be part of those guest taps like that's like part of diversifying this industry is elevating and, and being able to put these kind of things forward so um again it's like fun and 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 yeah I'm mainly trying to like be a positive influence from like from outside but within um yeah so far it's it's enjoyable um and you know I'll keep doing it until I and still stop enjoying the taste of beer yeah. so um I don't know if I'll like regress to pre-18 year old me as I get older um right. like, no. that kind of that kind of thing so I think I think like you were saying about um like why there's not more and this is just this what I'm about to say may be completely incorrect at all but I think sometimes it takes seeing more people like yourself I think it works across like all sort of you know people in a minority situation it's like you want to see more if you see somebody like yourself that's doing it you suddenly feel like either inspired or like you're capable and I think even when it comes to like entering homebrew competitions you'll probably find that like a majority of the people entering the competitions are men because that's probably like you see men on the board judging um if you maybe saw more women you might have some women that were like I wasn't gonna like if it was all men they might go oh I'd enter but I probably won't win well, there's just that lack of like confidence because there's that lack of rep- representation. But the more you see other people being represented, even if they're not winning the first place rosettes or anything else like that, um, you, might, <laughs> you might see that like if they just see themselves being represented back in that panel, they're like, oh, that's inspiring. Actually, that's something that I want to work towards. And it makes them want to go out and do it more. So I think like it can only be a positive thing that like Joe, you're getting involved and like Joe, that you're helping to try to get people like Joe involved. So that's a really like a positive thing. So yeah. How many is it just like is do you know you don't have to keep this in, but just out of sheer curiosity, like do you know how many other women judges that there are? This is the thing. So yeah, because I'm not really on I'm not doing with the judging side, but my understanding is there's there's not too many. I know there's another um another woman, Helen, who um who is the sort of beer sommelier at um, a brewery that I work with, the German craft, and she's gonna be doing it as well. Um and again, so I told her about it. So this is the thing, she she literally is like a professional beer taster, similar right. to you, Joe. And like she works literally for a brewery. She'd never even like heard of the opportunity though. And like, she didn't even know it really existed. Um, and so I told her to do it. She's like, oh, absolutely, I'm going to do that. So she's signed up, I, I think, as well. And I think there are about, you know, about 25, 30 judges in total, but I don't, know, I don't know how many there are. And it's interesting with the entrance thing you're saying, because there has been talk of having a category which is, which is only women brewed beer, like, like the, the winning women. The issue is it's anonymous. Yeah. So we don't know, um, yeah. like, who, like, whose beer is whose or even really who's that we I, I don't think there's a question on the form about like what your gender identity is yeah, um no, either I and I think, think so. to be fair I mean and I can I, I can only speak from my standpoint as a person that doesn't homebrew at all so it'd be interesting to hear Joe's take on it as well um but I just know like how I am in general I almost think that like it's probably better if there isn't that separate category because I guess and this might be controversial but I think actually I'd I'd liked maybe again it's controversial potentially and maybe it's partially my personality I'd quite like to go toe to toe with with everybody like I don't want to feel like for some way you know oh great I won in the female category uh but how does that stack up against the men because like honestly beer and brewing beer doesn't know your 
gender identity it doesn't like that's the great thing about beer and how beer is for everyone brewed by everybody like it doesn't know how you identify in that sense um and then like okay, what do you do if somebody is you know gender fluid or cisgender or you know they're they're non-binary like all these other things like what are you going to have a you know then you, it opens that can of worms and i think really beer doesn't know who's brewing it and so if you can make a good beer you can make a good beer but that's just my 2p on it i'll be really interested to hear joe like what your mm. what your thought on it is so i agree um but i think it's that barrier of doing it in the first place so like you know there's i'm one of these contrary people who's like i'm gonna i want to do that so i'm gonna do it <laughs> i don't care if you don't think that i should i'm gonna do it anyway but there are other people that are like oh home brewing's for men like that's oh i don't think i should do that i know there's um a competition in the u.s called she brew which is <clears throat> just for just for women and it's a kind of that step of like you can enter a competition all right you've em- entered this competition now see what else is around you know what other local competitions what other you know you can go from there and go into these other competitions where there's everyone like it's just that knowing that you like like you said like seeing people seeing yourself there and if you see it you can be it so knowing that you can is then that stepping stone into going like oh yeah I can I I can do this I think it's a bit different when you go like here's like an overall competition that's just for yeah you know women or anything but then I think like if it's a competition that's for everyone like maybe you know would the better approach be to use that money on marketing to appeal more to women do a marketing campaign that's like featuring female brewers talking about their experience and encouraging other women or non-binary people or anything else to be like you know anybody else to go like yeah you can you can do it too um as opposed to having separate categories I don't know it's just a really interesting conversation so I thought I'd just it is it is that in there There's arguments in both, right? It's it's like you know, like some people, oh well, we want our own category, and some would say, well, that, that it doesn't work like mm. that, or like that, if anything, in some ways could like propagate the the yeah. discrimination elements a bit. And and I think there's like arguments for all sides, and it's like yeah. I don't think, I don't think what you say is too controversial. But I think there's just arguments for every side. Yeah, I totally get the other side of it Isn't as well, exact, like hundred percent. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think I think it's 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 a great idea to think okay how can we actually yeah encourage more women to be to participate and make that space feel more uh more inviting and it's you know i i attempt to be an ally in that way right it's like you know i'm chatting to you joe and i'm like please come do it but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dance around the fact that like it's important for you to be there because you you're representing something for others like it's not just because that you 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 can do it it's because actually like you know, you can trailblaze in this way. And it's, it's you know, similar to what I said to, to Helen as well. It's like, you know, like the in the, the the homebrewing scene needs people like yourselves in, in you know, so so what can I do other than to try and like find you and say, this exists, you're invited, and you you're gonna like make an impact as well. And it's like yeah. this, you know, so this is kind of I suppose like in some ways like the strategy. Um, and again, it's the same thing with like make sure the, the breweries that we partner with and work with have a same set of values as well. Because I do believe the homebrewing community has the set of values that we would all agree with here. Yeah, hundred. It's just like in practice, how does it actually manifest itself? But it is definitely a fascinating conversation. Just while we're on the topic of um, 
inclusivity and, and diversity and, and that whole spiel. I, I know we talked about this sort of before we started recording, so I'm going to ask the, uh, it's not a controversial question, but it's a potential question that some people might feel awkward about, but here we lean into the awkward. Um, if something were to happen at one of your events, we hope it doesn't, you know, we hope it doesn't happen. You're, you know, you're a guy that's pretty, I think, sharp and is aware of your surroundings, but um, if something were to happen at one of your events, like is there a mechanism for somebody to come and report an experience, whether it be you know harassment, whether that be aggression towards them, anything? Is there a way for people to, if they feel uncomfortable or unsafe at all, to re- to report? Yeah, it's it's such an important question, and I think the the first thing that my my instinct firstly is that the that I am a guest in the home of the brewery, right? And so I would generally expect a brewery to have policies that help with that kind of thing. I also attempt only to work with breweries who I, from to my understanding, do have an understanding of that. A lot of the breweries I work with, um, the, the, the staff teams, have, there's a lot of women on the staff teams or owned by women or managed by women or the women are brewers, things like that. Um, Again, we're thinking about the fact that I'm I'm selecting breweries and I'm oversubscribed. I'm selecting breweries that, to me, have a shared set of values to mine. Do I have a specific set of guidelines or a mechanism for that? And the answer the answer is, honestly, I don't. And you asking that question is making me think. Well, that's probably a way that I can continue to improve this experience is by creating something like that or speaking to someone who's an expert in that kind of thing. And um. I, I mentioned this when we, when we chatted off, offline just before, but um, I've been involved in running events uh, before, like big, like cultural, intercultural, interfaith, Jewish kind of conferences, things like that. And that sort of thing, we always do integrate. There's a lot of policies like that. And there's a lot of focus on welfare um, and, and safety, uh, participant safety and participant care. There's like whole teams devoted only to welfare and participant care. And the, in, in the nonprofit and education world, it's it's something that, has a huge amount of focus. So something that like I've had experience in before, and I guess like like I say, I, I I would like to put my trust in breweries, and maybe maybe I'm being naive. Um, to my understanding, or um, from from my own like experience of it, there's never been any sort of issue at any of the events. Um, but also, it might be that I didn't know about it, and it's sort of okay as the as the facilitator. Yes, I'm a guest in the space, but I'm also the reason people are there that night. Like, should I be taking a more proactive role? So I would say reactively, yes, we think about this a lot, but should I be taking some, doing something proactive like in the first place to ensure that something doesn't happen or those mechanisms, uh, those mechanisms exist? And so you asking me that question is great. And one of the, one of the reasons I'm so like excited to have been on this, on this, on this podcast with you both is like what you're doing is important. You're asking like questions that need to be asked in this industry uh, and in these spaces. So in, in giving people like myself who have all the best intentions, but maybe don't have like the level of, you know, personal experience or, or understanding of it, um, a way to actually continue to improve the events and make them safer and make and ensure the safety. And like I say, it's that difference from proactive versus reactive um, and, and trying and trying to be more proactive about it. Yeah, it's, it's a thing of like, like I said, you, you hope it doesn't happen. And I'm sure probably like at your events, they probably have been quite, like you said, the places that you're going to, quite forward-thinking places. <laughs> I mean, that's say, that being said, it can happen anywhere. It can happen to anybody. It doesn't have to be specifically a woman. Like, it literally can happen to anybody at any time in any place, no rhyme or reason, any time of day. You know, it could be any 
any type of issue. Um, and I think sometimes just to be very clear as well, like I don't think that it's ever relating to you specifically or to the brewery specifically like sometimes it can be like just in the example if you think off the top of my head like somebody is like I'm really excited to go to this beer quiz I'm excited about a brewery I'm going to take my friend who's not really a craft person and they'll come down and you know this will be great we'll have you know we'll do this quiz we'll do all this stuff and if somebody you know goes to the toilet or goes out for a smoke or goes to the bar and it's another patron that's doing something and they're not in a space that they're comfortable about they're intimidated about the place they're in they feel out of sorts they might not report it to the brewery they might not know that brewery's procedures around it um like we know there's the ask for angela things but those aren't always in the toilets for people to be aware of and it might not be something that they feel is quote unquote ask for angela like worthy if that makes sense Mm -hmm. They might just be like, oh, it was something that was like a bit awkward. And they're doing that thing where they're like, they that person was a bit drunk, so, or I don't know. So I was just wondering, like, if it was a case of, you know, you say to people, you know, being drunk is not an experience thing, or, you know, if you have anything, here's where you'd report it, or that kind of stuff, because it's very much, I'm very aware that it's not always like you running the show or the brewery. Like, sometimes people might just feel out of their element and they might not know where to go. Um, yeah. So I thought it's quite important to ask that question just for, for people that are listening that might be like, what would you, what do you do? Definitely. It's a, it's a really important question to ask. That's why I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I again, like I, it's, it, I like to do things that make me think and like continually strive to improve in every aspect of what I do other than cooking. I've already given up and it'll never be good. Um, and that's just, it's over. Um, and I think, you know, the, the thing I do try to do and it's less, uh, you know, tangible, but is is I'm the one holding the space, right? And the goal is that the my manner, I'm I'm um, I'm leading by example, right? And this is something we talk about a lot in the world of like education. Are you leading by example? So my manner within all of that and how I communicate with everyone over the microphone and my general like demeanor is going to set the tone in some ways. So I set the tone in a very intentional way. That is, this is fun. This is inclusive. We're all like part of this like one evening together kind of thing. And again, it's like even before the quiz, I'll go around and be t- like I said, sit down with people. Oh, like, how do you know about this kind of thing? And blah, blah. And sometimes there are people there who seem a bit more nervous or a bit more unsure of like what they're doing there. And they're the people that I will attempt to spend more time with, actually, and hope that they feel comfortable. And again, this isn't like I'm not, I'm not like going to save the day in, in like a dire situation necessarily with this. But again, this is like these elements of like slightly more like intangible things what you can do is you know yeah i'm sitting down with people i'm saying oh like no worries if you need any drinks recommendations just let me know or like if you need anything just like come up and say hi or whatever and i'm going around after each round pretty much checking in on each team like how are you doing like are you good with this kind of thing and again it's it's low-key it's very subtle and maybe it needs to be less subtle and there needs to be something more specific said at the beginning just to set like a set of you know behavioral guidelines but ultimately i do think that the environments that i'm trying to create lend themselves to or sorry well don't lend themselves to to you know unnecessary behavior but as you say it could happen to anyone anywhere from anyone so there's there's only there's not only so much i can do it's i'm not saying that it's more like you can't account for everything with those sorts of strategies um but like i say um to my knowledge and understanding like we've never really had any any sort of issues and i think again people 
people take my lead in terms of that so again this like i say like there's never any drinking games like there's never it, any to be fair to you you're, you're not encouraging people to binge drink and yeah. be a, right. a jerk or anything right. like that that's right. just not like the mo of what your events are about which i yeah. think is really good because it's like even when i do things like play games of beer pong or whatever that's the american side of me coming out <laughs> people drink up like i know people that'll be like oh we do it the way you're supposed to and you're drinking every time we shot and i was like no I just drink while playing. Like you play with water and I just drink <laughs> while playing. That's yeah. the real MVP way to play it. That's top tip for anyone listening. Fill yeah. your cups with water because that ball is disgusting and it's rolling all over the ground. Don't drink out of what, yeah, no. Have your cup, drink to the side and it becomes less a drinking game and more a game to play while you're yeah. drinking. And I think when you take that element of like binge drinking out of the games, so to speak, and drinking just becomes alongside the games that probably helps i would imagine probably helps set the tone yeah. for what you want it to be exactly and that and that's exactly what i try to do there's no there's no element to it which is forcing anyone to drink or coercion like at all it's 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 the opposite of that to be honest um like i say no there'll be occasional things where like people have to like taste something but it was not like everyone has to and normally there'll be someone in a team or probably multiple who will be up for that but if a team came to me and said actually none of us are drinking tonight can we like skip that round i'd be like yeah of course like that's totally that's totally yeah. fine like there's there's never yeah. ever any element of, of 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 coercion at all in terms of the activities that we do I love that. no that's that's brilliant I feel like that was like a really downer question I didn't mean for it to be so like to bring it no it is it is very much an important conversation <laughs> but to bring the tone back up I want I want to ask what is your top tip for like what is it what are your top tips for going around London or what are the things that people absolutely need to avoid like things they might not even think about that they're doing that they shouldn't do that's just gonna I don't know screw their experience up yeah I'd say um Leicester Square and like just yeah. like you know the specific thing you really know like don't don't go there no I used to yeah sorry that's the end of the no um I used <laughs> to um, do a bit of writing I used to do a bit of writing like tour like uh, like tour guiding kind of writing kind of thing for for a few like magazines and um one of the articles I once wrote was like 10 things to never do in London and then it's basically like the London Eye that's yeah. the square. it's like basically all like the most I've famous done, stuff. I've like, done the of... London Eye so many times <laughs> it is shocking um, to be fair it's because like my it, it's like I went I came here when I came to visit my husband we did it once and then I moved here after we got married my family came to visit did it again and a friend came to visit did it again and then it was like an uh, a work event where we went into London yeah. did, did it again like that and Stonehenge excuses, that, that and Stonehenge like, are the you'll two do the London I'm like, Eye if you visit me, I'm never going there but you won't do Stonehenge like Stonehenge I've been there too no full stop not happening <laughs> no, at least not no. sure I, like, I feel personally <laughs> Both of those things, I have gone to Stonehenge so many times. Joe, how many times have you gone to Stonehenge? Because I've probably done it double. <laughs> yeah, I've done it like three times the times you've done it at least. Like 300% markup on that. It is insane. Um, yeah, at least like Stonehenge, I have to go out of my way one way. The London yeah, yeah. Eye, at least I'm sort of like around there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you didn't go to other things um, nearby. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and when it comes to like the beer scene in London, especially, I mean, my, my biggest tip that I give to people who come to London and want to like experience like British beer is get out of zone one. Right, get out of zone one. The, 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 there's, there's an article coming up called Is There Good Beer in Central London? And essentially the answer is there is, but you need to work hard to find it. 
I think like one other thing that I've been trying to do with Beer in the City from the start, which is these beer guides. So I have like different neighborhood guides. So there's like North, South, East, and actually there isn't a West London one yet because there's no like, um, uh, there's no like uh, congregation of breweries in any one part. I was talking to Lucy from Dodo Micropub uh, on the phone last week because we hope we do an event together. And she was telling me, um, how she we were saying, she was like, oh, there isn't the guy from West London. I was like, no. She's like, to be fair, she was like, it's like just us. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's the yeah. issue. So what I do is I do these like brewery crawl um, itineraries and yeah. sort of like if you were going to go to Hackney or Black Horse Road or Walthamstow or um, Brixton or like different parts of London, the places where there are like these kind of congregations of breweries, like what can you do and where can you go kind of thing and what's like the order you could do them in and you can do one or you can do all five of them or whatever and it's also like trying to hi highlight areas such as wood green which most people don't even know where it is or that it exists but it's like a really multicultural area that happens to now have two or three really cool breweries there nice. or areas such as brixton and being like you know there's 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 lots of challenges with the way brixton has gentrified over the last you know for 10 15 years especially and there's a brewery scene there too and the way that the two interact with each other is really fascinating and it's great and it's also problematic and you can like go there and try and like you know experience the area and you know do craft beer and see how you feel about that kind of thing so it's also challenging people to get out of their comfort zone a bit more and again this is for people this is it's for anyone and everyone the the target audience of these is more likely to be people who are like brewery hunting or even yeah. people coming to the uk from or to london i suppose from outside of london um and and who want to experience like clusters of breweries and beer tourists and stuff like that um because that's what i've kind of been right it was I, I know i named up a lot of places i go and it's like a habit that like makes me sound a bit wacky but like I'm, i do it because it's true <laughs> no and, you know uh, the places no. you love yeah yeah, yeah. i was in th that the concept of that start for that specific bit started um i was in i was in florence for work which was like the most random place i've ever been for, for to do anything and, and i was there for a day and a night it's like it's lovely but it's not yeah anyway it's i was there for work it finished unexpectedly early and i was like oh I'll go have something to drink and wanted to find beer so i found like the one craft beer bar that i thought existed there that someone had recommended me and i was talking to the guy um who, who owned it and he was telling me how there are a few places in Florence just dotted around. There's like four or five. And I said, oh, can you write them down on a list for me? So yeah, sure. So he wrote them down and I was like, right, I'm going to go to all, all five of them. And I had my computer with me because I'd, I'd come just straight from meetings. And so I, I went to all five and at the last one, it was a bit late and I was like on my own and there wasn't really anyone to chat to. So I got the computer out and I was like, I'll just write like a little, little, you know, write up of each one and like what you get. So anyone else who comes to Florence on their own, has an evening available and likes craft beer. So the other like two people on earth who that might apply to I ever would do that. <laughs> might be able to utilize this. I'm gonna you know, use your I'm gonna use your Athens one because yeah. I'm going to Greece at the end of the month and I saw that you had the Athens one. And yes. I've got, like I've done my own research, but I don't think you can over I'm a project manager by the right. way. So I don't think you can like over manage the situation. Yeah. Like I don't think like feel like you can over risk no. assess no. all of my life. I'm right? just like exactly i'm like oh, i'll have to come back to this like bookmark that yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, like, and so, and so, yeah, so, I mean, so, like, that, so the Florence one was the very first one, and I, and it was just, like, a document on my computer, I was like, if anyone ever needs beer recommendations in Florence, I've got them, and everyone's like, why on earth would we need that? Like, that's not why anyone goes to Florence, so, like, that is a good point. Um, yeah, but you go to Florence, and, what, like, where are you going to drink? Gonna beer? Like beer. Why exactly. does nobody else think of this? When you I travel, know. you still yeah. need to drink beer. Yeah. yeah, so I made it kind of my, very true, what a, what a, a slogan for life, when you travel, you still need yeah, to drink there beer. there you go, you very can true. have that one, you can plaster it all over those. I'll, I'll, I'll put the quotes on the back of T-shirts and have there a Tory power at the bottom. Um, but I, um, yeah, so I, so I did it for a few different places. And actually, when I say I have lots of drafts, I have about 20 other cities that have like notes about them uh, that I haven't like been able to like whip up into shape enough to like publish. And I'm like, I should have probably just put them on and, and say they're just kind of rough. But um, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist with those sorts of with writing. So um, I feel yeah, personally so attacked. Tory Powers blog. Feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so personally attacked right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a problem, isn't it? But um, it's yeah. So so that's so that's what's happened. So Athens one's on there. So it's great that you're going to get to use it. Um, and yeah, there's there's quite a few there's quite a few more around like European um cities, and there's a few America ones coming up. Um, my partner's American as well, so we go back quite a lot. And um, and yeah, I'll, I'll what be part like of the US. I need to know just outside of New York. I'm so. just outside of Boston, so oh, I'm going to Boston for pretty much the first time in a month's time. So I'm going to ask oh. you for all your recommendations, I mean, which I'm already trying to figure out. I've yeah. got, I've got the, the it's in my draft folder of things I yeah. haven't published, so I will we'll trade, give you drop, the we'll trade, drop, we'll trade drop. If you've got anything for a sample, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. it and I can give you all the unpublished stuff. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's double. It's, it's it's quite funny. I um I I wrote a um while I was there, not doing anything to be in with the whole Rudolph thing. I wrote I I wrote where to get craft beer in this temple, but I mean it's like craft probably, beer yeah. kind of thing, and it's probably also and, uh, out of date now. It's, <laughs> it's, I think it, it's I think it's very out of date, and I think um and um it was quite funny. I um. It, it was published on like an expat um, magazine website. Like it was like a specifically like an online magazine for expats. So it was all in all in English. Um, so because you know that was my writing language comfortable. Um, and I put it on there. And then um, the, a couple of people came to Istanbul right when knew where I was leaving to like take over from my position. And um, at my like leaving thing, the one one of the one of the guys said, "Oh." Um, he was like, it's funny, like, I actually heard of Joey before I met him because I'm, I'm into craft beer and I Googled craft beer in Istanbul. Like, the only thing that came up was like one round of article and it turns out it's by the person that I'm replacing. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. A humanitarian aid job that he, I was, he was like, what? Uh, but he's, Joey Leskin's quite like an, an unusual name. So he was like, it must be the same person. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was me. And, <laughs> and you're like, like, can I interest you in like four dead ponies? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I, I, yeah, and I not spent, so I should have just tried to sell them on to him. Yeah. But yeah, it never, never occurred to me. You should have but marked like, it up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Mark, 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 mark up on them. These are, these are aged dead ponies. So they're yeah. worth Oof. more. Yeah. Fam- famously makes famously makes a pale ale better. Um, yeah. Super dead yeah. ponies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so yeah. So so I do these kind of guides and I do them for London and things like that. And again, it's like you know, it's fun and it's like oh, I need to do some research and go to this brewery and, and do a thing. And I and I, I enjoy that again, kind of research. Uh, the, the best kind. Right. Um, <laughs> But is it, yeah, I never want to also like talk. So, so there's no rate. Originally, I was going to do like a rating system out of like five, but actually, I decided I took that out because I don't want to rate the breweries. What I'm trying to do is just say like what they're like 
yeah. in terms of like a few different categories, like how warm they are, what the vibe is, can you get food? Is that what things yeah. you should know? This kind of thing is meant to be like, but it's not like how good it is because they like what beer there is, but it's not like how good is the beer because I want people to make their own minds up. Some people like certain spaces, certain beers, certain vibes. Some it's people would like others. We, we like different things on different days. Like, okay, yeah. I want to know which brewery to go to when I want a calm drink like in the corner. And I want to know which brewery if I want to like go and like rage all night. And yeah. there's, there's, it might be the different ones that I'm I'm one one week and one the other. So that's that's the goal. So it's not actually meant to like rate them in any way. It's sort of going back to what we talked about with the untapped thing. Because I because I realise it doesn't feel fair. Uh, it's more meant to be like a sort of sort of ob- as objective as I can analysis of it, written for someone who kind of understands breweries a bit, yeah. but not necessarily like someone who's like an ultra nerd. Uh, it's meant to, you know. So that's that's kind of like so what, someone knows what they're getting into before they get into it so yeah okay this either sounds like it's up my street and it's my vibe or it's not yeah, yeah exactly exactly and then it clusters them in different areas of london basically and then like said, gonna... some stuff is super far out of the way so you're like if i'm gonna take a one hour like you know 45 minute train ride to an hour to get there yeah and there's not really that much else around yeah it, i kind of want to know what i'm gonna get before i get there and realize it is yeah. not my vibe and i have to take you know 20 30 minutes to yeah. journey back in the other direction definitely definitely and that's the thing i want i want people to feel like set up for success when they like get there kind of thing and it's the same with you know the international parts but i just found that with the international guides like there wasn't really like that anything on the internet because otherwise i would have been i would have found it there are other things oh you can buy like craft beer in this city or that city but i find it's not it's not to the extent or even like the depth that i would like there are like you know, facebook but i'm trying to put it all in one place it's like you're going somewhere check this out and you'll like find out where to find craft beer here. I'm not saying it's everywhere that does craft beer and it also focuses on local. So I'm not saying places that you can get like Belgian beer in like New York or which there are a couple of great places. I'm saying, where can you get like American, where can you get Greek beer in Athens? Not where can you find like German Keller beer, and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, so yeah. So, um, so that's, that's kind of it. And I, basically I'm writing things that I would find useful um and doing events that I think I would enjoy slash would quash my uh my pub quiz rage um and and trying to you know create environments that I enjoy and, and it's all you know it's it's just it's 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 like I say it's enjoyable and it's a passion project and I think those are the best types of projects right similar to your your podcast here like you yeah. it's not a ch- nothing should be a chore in of, of these sorts of things otherwise why are we doing it so it's all it's all fun and I'm coming at it with like a smile and not taking it like too seriously uh, but also like understanding that for some people this is beer is a serious business and so trying to like lock into that in a way that feels appropriate but also like puts my personal values and, and my personal approach at the front a little bit um because I'm, I'm i'm not i'm quite like an active participant in things i do so yeah that's really that's really it and that's where it all kind of comes down to um and and getting to do things like this is like one of the great benefits like i'm so pleased that we got to have this conversation this has been lovely yeah, no, it was really i think this like <laughs> I'm conscious that we've kept you for like two hours when we said we're we told you we were like an hour yeah. and then and then I said like oh yeah. it might go slightly over and then just tell us if you have to leave but famously like all of our episodes where we say it'll be like an hour yeah, yeah. I am um, yeah. it's gone yeah. double the time I'm so no, sorry no no it's good it's uh you know I, I don't know if you do you reveal your um your recording dates like are we allowed to say what day it is today yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes we do remember what Monday today, Oh, yeah, yeah, if you want to... No, it's just, yeah. it's, not like, it's just like, it's like Christmas Day. We're recorded on a bank holiday. Like, yeah, Monday. no, no, yeah, we're it's the like end of the bank holiday, so. and so, yeah. like, I was, what I was going to say was, like, <laughs> it's really nice 
to just end the bank holiday with something that's like feels like social and active yeah. and, and like no it's like ever bank holiday is a bit like ooh, work tomorrow and I mean I yeah. quite like my job but like work tomorrow <laughs> and, and and this kind of thing but um it's it's, it's very nice to like wind down with this fireside chat with two yeah. wonderful beer loving humans you know that's it yeah I'm finishing I'm finishing it off with a nice three hill stout I'm happy it's lovely like, yeah what else could I what else could I want I feel yeah, like I we'll have to catch up I've got so many things I want to add like uh, not that I want to put on here because I feel like I want to <laughs> it's ideas that I'm like have you thought about this? Be careful. Yeah, so, so, luckily, most of the stuff we talked about here, I would I would be happy if anyone did them because I think they're really constructive. But if they're if they ones that there's other things that I'm like, ah, you could do this. Yeah. Not, not the three of us. I mean, maybe you and Joe. I'm just thinking there's things I'm like, oh, I wonder if you'd be interested in this. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been writing things down on a notepad as things have popped into my head because I didn't want to say them. <laughs> very strategic very strategic like management yeah. <laughs> very on brand um, so before we end is there anything you would like to plug where can people find you so that they can yeah so i yeah uh, yeah i feel so i feel like i've been doing i've been trying to do that all the way through and then i'm, yeah. I'm actually not very good at marketing um so <laughs> like then and then once so then i was like great i get this is all awesome and i really want to be involved where on earth do i find any of this and i'm like yeah so i didn't tell you the most important it's like i i made these um i made these coasters and they I have, have like no of information of actually where to find like it's just like it's like we so said we've got new ones as in i've had these for a year and i did these sort of before i thought through the whole program so we've actually got brand new complete redesigned coasters because actually out there's you, you've got one joe haven't you you need to qr code them you need to put a qr code there is a qr code on the new the new ones are coming next week and i'm very excited i managed to nice. finally burn through like three million coasters that i purchased <laughs> yeah. in bulk a year ago oh now and, i'm jealous uh, i don't have one <laughs> Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, they're limited edition now. There's only like these six left, and that's that's basically <laughs> that. So you'll get the new snazzy ones, but I'll keep one for you, Tori. Don't oh, uh, worry. Yeah, about. I'm, I'm, Joe, unless you want to, unless you want to brag about the fact that you. I mean, she will. She'll pin one. it on her, and she'll yeah. go, "Oh, I did this." Oh, this is so embarrassing. Yeah, How did a beer no. coaster end up on my wait, shirt? You know, <laughs> wait, you, and, wait, you don't you don't have one? Like, I oh, oh. Had one. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you find everything in one place. Is beer in the city.com um i feel very grateful that no one ever attempted to get what i believe is the most awesome url out there yeah, um, and i bought every single domain uh suffix <laughs> so don't try it if you're thinking of trying to get .org i have it already .co.uk it's already taken <laughs> .beer it's gone don't even try it I, and i'm not selling it for any price um i am um, i beer in the city.com yeah so it's every everything's there i also have an instagram which is beer in the city guides because someone apparently had did have beer someone check that <laughs> no, so it's, but it's not it's not a use it's like a derelict there's like one follow there's no post there's like one follower and oh. i've tried messaging them and there's no they've never read it i think it's like someone set up like 15 years ago when instagram was like not even real and like i had that i'll tell you about it after yeah i'll tell I'm, you about the one i tried to get I'm, I'm, I, it's better that than the fact that it would if it was like real beer in the city but there's no other brand called beer in the city like worldwide yeah. i did a bit of research before well i have like i said i have friends who are good at marketing and then they tell me the things i meant to do to like make sure i don't mess everything yeah, up with like that side. so i have my instagram I am. Um, I, I. I have no aspirations of becoming an Instagram influencer, but I do find Instagram has been useful for getting information about the events out there. Um, so Instagram is beer in the city guides. Um, yeah, and we have a newsletter as well, a monthly newsletter, which is Ooh. is sort of a snapshot of some of the stuff on the site. It's a two three minute read. Um, it's only once a month. It's just meant to be like cool thing to drink this month, cool place to go this month, funny story, and and, and like and where the events are essentially. 
So there's, yeah, monthly newsletter, Instagram, website. That's pretty much the law. And you find it on the website anyway. And then there's all the guides and everything, but it's all beerinthecity.com. Easiest URL to remember ever. Amazing. And, and we'll, we'll put it in the show anyways. notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes so that you can just click on it and go and see all of it. Perfect. 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 Um, this thank you so much for joining us lovely thank you so much for coming on i laugh so hard i'd like you yes. to become a stand-up comedian because i like literally <laughs> this is you two are funny too i think joe when we met we like um i mean Tori, you're literally hilarious and joe like when we met i think we she spent like 25 or well, 30 minute conversations just like in stitches laughing at like yeah. random things like yeah. just like talking about beer. I was like you 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 are a good time like, I was it was like, when you were like uh self you're like self-deprecated uh I literally draft up things and don't post them I was like I am feeling so personally attacked and then you'd say something and I was just like now I'm like crying laughing this is amazing. yeah yeah honestly and I mean this <laughs> genuinely probably one of the most fun conversations we've had Funniest conversations for sure. Good, really good, good. No, I'm glad. It's, I'm excited. It's like, I'm not far outside London, and I want to go to one of these events. Come, come. I mean, most of them are like on the edges and stuff. Come, come to one. I mean, um, yeah. Let me, let, let me know when you're in London, and I'll like, attempt to like sneakily like to like arrange <laughs> one like that that day or that week or something. A few friends have said that. Like, I'm in London like next month. Do you have what a quiz? And I'm like on like the one day that you happen to be there, like you have like a one like no. They're like, can you can you do one that day? I'm like, no. So like, Joe's uh, Joe's uh, out in Kent, but I'm only in Berkshire, so I could get into yeah, London like in really fairly easy. easily, like easy. a direct line into London. Easy. So it's not, but Perfect. I find that I take it for granted, and I don't go in as much as I should. So if you do it on a weekend and you make it so I can still get home by the last train, <laughs> I'm happy and I'll go. <laughs> Most people who come to the quiz want to make sure they get home from the last trains as well. We're doing actually so when we with the London Amateur Brewing um, competition on the Saturday night. Um, um, we are doing uh, at, so it's at Hamilton. So we are doing one where it's open to the public as well. And then the Sunday is completely open to the public. But I'm doing the quiz at Hamilton, which should be fun. Um, we've not done Saturday nights before. We normally do Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays at different places. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Saturday night vibe is any different. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yay. Um, good. Cool. It's been such a good conversation. Yes, I can't yeah. wait to go and check out your Athens beer guide. And obviously everyone can check out your beer guides if they're traveling or traveling within London. So absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. I know. I mean, this has been a blast. Like I, I, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this a lot. Like, honestly, that was the most, I, I honestly, I know that, We've discussed this before. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, oh, that was so fun. This was the, I think, the most that I have physically, involuntarily <laughs> laughed when yeah. recording an episode. He, like, he is so on my way. <laughs> but there were points there where I was like, I, I feel like he might be the male version of Tori. <laughs> Honestly, uh, like when he was, I felt like I, I was being personally attacked. <laughs> like when he, he said things like, oh, I write these posts and I haven't published them yet and I was like oh don't call out our shame dude don't call out our shame oh but um no he is a super funny um so yeah yeah we are super super aren't we both basically stand-up comedians um no he is so funny and he's so easy to talk to and the, the second he said like oh yeah I work in communications I was like ding 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 that's like yeah that's very clear um 
but yeah, he's he was absolutely brilliant. I'm so glad that you, you met him. Um, Just literally it's probably good that I didn't meet him on that night. Yeah. <laughs> probably good I didn't meet him on that night because that could have like either ended amazingly or he could have been like, never speaking to you guys again. So <laughs> Um, I just want to point it out as well. I want to circle back to where he was talking about um, Lucy from the Dodo Micropub uh, out in Hanwell. Um, Lucy's TikTok game is like top shelf. So I've seen it to be fair, but then I don't okay, actively link... monitor the TikTok because it. it makes me angry because it takes me, if it takes me 10 minutes to be on TikTok and to do a TikTok, I'm like, I'm done with you. And then normally it's littered with like mental health things. And, like, and I'm like, oh, this is sad. And then I get off TikTok. So um, you have I'm, to send me the positive TikTok. I'm, yeah, I'm going to link to her TikTok on in the show notes because uh, Lucy's TikToks for the Dodo Micropub are very, very good. Like I think everyone should watch them. So we're going to put those in there. And I think maybe at some point we need to get her on. Like we're just adding just in the show notes. We're just gonna add someone's TikTok. Yeah, gonna add it in. <laughs> it's great. It's beer related. It's, it's relevant. Fine. It's relevant. Yeah. It's relevant to the conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. I for some reason in my TikTok game, like I never get into beer TikTok. Like on occasion, I get recommended like you know on beer TikTok. No, like that's not my algorithm, and oh. I don't understand why. That's weird. <laughs> I don't understand why no. that out of everything, it just that's. I occasionally get one or two, but I don't really get much of the way of beer ones. So please amp up my beer TikTok algorithms and send me send you some. funny beer TikToks. I'll send you some. Um, <sighs> Tori, if people would like to talk to you about um, not publishing blog posts. and <laughs> If you want to talk to me about uh, not publish- publishing your blog posts, being a procrastinator or uh, unnecessary levels of competitive um i mean obviously <laughs> i'm not the only person you could talk to about that but you can <laughs> find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism but also before we kick it over to joanne to do her long list yes. the positive thing is uh we have a new space for our podcast we do do you want to explain joe all right so we have a new uh youtube channel that is just for women's with a podcast you may be watching us on it now congratulations if you have found us there make sure you subscribe what's it those those youtuber people say was it like smash, smash the that like bell like do that do all smash those things do all of the things um because we don't we don't know what oh, is, oh i hate that, that i even said that i need to wash my mouth out <laughs> uh, so make sure you subscribe so you can get all of these because um we, we don't want you to miss them um a woman's brew on instagram is also how you can contact us on there that is all for the podcast now uh, and we also have a new email address which is uh a woman's brew podcast at gmail.com email us there if there are people you want us to interview if there are subjects that you want us to cover on the podcast email us there you're a brewery that wants to talk to us yeah. or your beer adjacent or whatever you think that you would make a really good guest for us email us yep email us um and if you want to talk to me about i don't know werewolf beer and how i end up bumping into people places how, like how you how you how you met <laughs> joey how i how i find our how i find our guests um you can find me at my beer school which is love beer learning and we are yep. on facebook instagram twitter i'm usually on instagram uh, but we're also on tiktok and we're also on pinterest we have a website which is i say we 
it's not we it's me i have a website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk there is a blog there that's yeah it's all right it's it's not doing too badly it's not too shabby um you want to talk to people if you want to talk to people that post their blog i post on my blog lovebeerlearning.co.uk forward slash lovebeerlearning blog um and you can also email me at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com and if you would like to support us we are currently patreon.com forward slash lovebeerlearning so on that note we're going to end our bank holiday cheers cheers